have numbers. So, uh, All right, guys. Welcome to episode number 390 of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Light them up, boys. Ah. Oh, that's a, this is a peach, a Leinenkugel's peach beer. And I caught a peach the other day Cheers. at the farmer's market that was bigger than a regulation softball. And I brought it home and Merritt looked at it and she goes, you're not going to want to eat that yet. And I said, I want to fucking eat this in the car on the way home. Mm-hmm. She goes, no, 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 no. You got to set it in the window for a little while. And I got like all my tomatoes and stuff are sitting in the window getting better. Right. Your sludge tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, not sliced yet, baby. But sludge. my sludge tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, those ones are good. <laughs> those tomatoes that came from the shit plant. Chef's kiss, man. Those are the best beefsteak artisanal. We'll never know what they actually are. I can tell you what they are. They're fucking delicious. Didn't come out of a seed packet. No, they didn't. (laughs) You know what I'll say? Here's what I'll tell you. I've been putting Miracle Grow on them, right? I've been watering the the batel out of them. They have grown to be the nice, perfect size for sandwiches. These things are like eating candy. Those tomatoes you gave me are the best I've ever had. Plus, I have eight little cherry tomato plants that are keeping me every morning before I go to work, I go out and I open up my little deer cage because where we live, you have to put your vegetables in jail. Otherwise the deer will get them. Yeah. And uh, we have these, you know, you know, well, somebody called them. They were like, yeah, these are uh, 145 pounds, six foot tall rodents and they will decimate your garden. Yeah. And I grab a handful of cherry tomatoes every morning before I go to work and down them on my way in the, you know, on the way into work. But oh, you're giving back to the system. That's nice. It is so nice, right? Oh, I'm processing the shit out of those seeds. <laughs> but those tomatoes you gave me, oh my God, those are good tomatoes. Perfect. Absolutely delightful. But back to the peach. So I didn't eat the peach. And I waited two days and I kept stabbing the peach and I kept like putting a little pressure on the peach. And I was like, ooh, 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 I think we're there. I opened that thing up. It was every peach that ever existed on the planet in the form of one giant softball-sized peach. I had to give up halfway through. I could not eat the entire peach. Well done, Mother Nature. That's a bad motherfucker. And I did not... I bought it in the uh, oops bin from Aldi. Like, it might have been in a package someday. We don't know. Just grab it and somebody will ring it up at the register. Devil may care. And I took that thing and the woman at the register was like, you just having the one peach then? Yeah, just having the one peach. She goes, so you just one peach? I was like, yeah, one, one. look at the size of that fucker. And she's like, it is a big peach. And I said, there you go. So she's like, I kind of want to know though. Let me know how it is. And I was, I was like, okay. So I was like, next time I go into Aldi, I'm going to give the full report on this fucking amazing <laughs> peach. But it is, we forget, this is harvest time. Like this is officially fall now. I should have given you some of the pears off my trees in Conneaut. There. Next year, my backyard is going full Mother Nature. You're planning. I'm going bonkers. Fruit, fruit trees. I, I'm gonna mow. I'm gonna mow very little next year. Right, yeah, fuck the lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> I've been, those those pears were the same as that. You pick them, they're like still hard. Give yeah. them two days off the off the tree, yeah. and they were like sugar. I've got most of my Kentucky bluegrass out of my front yard and replaced with clover, because fuck grass. <laughs> And the, but I do have apparently a weird strain of re- wheat that's growing in my front yard. So you cannot mow for two weeks. The third week, two foot tall wheat randomly around the yard. So weird. Yeah. Ryegrass. And I get all these little tiny strawberries. Yeah. What are those? They're delicious. You have those all over the place. Oh, I can eat a pound of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just out there in the yard just doing, you know, mowing and shit, just grabbing handfuls of these things. And the deer won't touch You're- them. I don't know why. You're that's because be, that's where they pee. You're going to become the, <laughs> fair enough. Like Lurch was a 
a Paleolithic arboriculturalist. Well, he oh. wasn't. It was a permaculture. He was into you plant things and then you don't do anything to oh, them. Oh, rewilding them is what the hipsters call it. Yeah, you just let yeah. them grow and then they oh, yeah. let them mulch themselves and you help. You might water them and stuff, but you never till the soil. Dude, and, that's what whatever whatever the lady is that owned my house before yeah. we bought it. Yeah. So when we first got it, we were riding snowmobiles through the front yard and stuff. I was like worried about the land. I'm like, fuck, I have so much landscaping to do because right. there's nothing here. Right. And then like March came and still nothing. April, and all of a sudden these little green things started popping up. Every week, all summer, mm-hmm. different plants have matured. This huh. woman spent years. Like every week, we're like, wonder what it's going to be. One week, it was all purple. The next week was red <laughs> shit, then yellow things. Hey, God bless her. And then one day, I'm like, is that a bag hanging off of that plant? And then there was a lot of little bags. And here it's ground cherries. They have a oh. whole thing of ground cherries growing and stuff. So every week, I'm, out, I'm like, what, what am I getting this week? I don't know. It's fucking every, amazing. Every every time they went to a funeral, they took home the plants and planted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's the Cleveland Moto Ag pod- Podcast. <laughs> so to my immediate left, Oscar, and to his immediate left, Wait, isn't it cracking an egg? Can't crack an egg. Can <laughs> it crack an egg? Bet you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Steve sleepy. And to his left, <laughs> and crumpy. And to his left, Nigel. Pack for a return visit. <laughs> yeah, just that way. <laughs> I had to explain to somebody today, a customer that spent a lot of money at my shop, what this rig was all about. And of course, you know, they go, they check it out. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck are they going to hear? Because we have 11, 12 years of this madness. You never know what fucking bomb they're going to drop on. It could have been one of the liquor casts. It could have been any number of horse shit that we've ever done. Podcast 151, for example. Chocolate Thunder. To his, yes, to his immediate left. Johnny Mac. And here we are at the Cleveland Moto Podcast. So why, one of the things that I absolutely wanted to talk about before Chris gets here, because we're totally going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> John, yeah. tell us about what you did for your anniversary the well, other day. Interestingly enough, Chris Smith's been offering to let me borrow his Moto Guzzi California. Kind of aggressively. I, I think he did it on the podcast, yeah, didn't he? Did. he? Yeah. 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 John, John, you ought to borrow my bike. I want you to take my bike for a yeah, ride. Yeah. I think you you ought to take it. It's such a nice bike. And I'm like, okay. Eh, I'm lukewarm about it. But then I'm, then I, you know, our anniversary is coming up. And when Ewan McGregor got his Moto Guzzi 1400 California, my wife has a sweet spot for him. Oh, she got like, all sauce. Hey, yes, oh, look at this bike. Look at this bike. And I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, it's our anniversary. And as she does with every anniversary, she puts on her blindfold and pretends I'm you. And so I'm like, let's complete the whole. <laughs> <laughs> let's complete the whole package. I'll rent. I'll borrow the bike from. Uh, Oh my Chris fucking Smith, God. I'll take her out. I'll pretend to be you. And I might even try a British accent. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so. I got it. Selfish. I picked it up from him. He had just washed it. Nice. Oh, they, nice of him. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's still been written. <laughs> it's been written hard and put away wet. So oh, yeah. Let's just put it that way. But, he washed it, as in he aimed water at it. Yeah. But it's <laughs> still a great looking bike. Yeah, so it is. took it home, parked it right in front of my house, sat there for a few hours or whatever while yeah. I waited for her to come home. We got ready and everything. Uh, jumped on it. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed to be good and everything. You know, uh, jumped out on the highway. We're heading out to Brexville to this place is called uh, Gallery 17. It's a wine bar, and it was our 17th anniversary. <gasps> there you go. 17. Look at you. 17. Look at you. Was but, that your idea? 
Uh, it was just it came up. His idea I, was Gallery sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't wait that long. Seventy seven. <laughs> Get eight more. <laughs> but uh, so we jumped out on the highway, and I'm just dicking around. I'm like, okay, let's see what everything. He had mentioned it has cruise control, so I was like, oh, I got the cruise control on. Hey, look at that! And I'm like, and it's a veloce. Like I was trying to see if I could change the the modes. The modes. So right. Hitting the mode button, uh, it's toggling. You literally it. press and hold the start button. Didn't know that. Nobody mode. knows that. I heard mode. I saw mode, so I hit mode. Yeah, but then that's, it's just that's going, all the menus. The mode's going through the trip meter, trip yep. meter, and then then it goes to the battery. Yep. And for a split second, I saw the battery was at like eleven point nine. Right. Like, hmm. hmm. Seems a little weak. That's yeah. not what I would expect yep. at chat on Full chat, yeah, 90, yeah. you know. For such a large uh, I, motorcycle. I dicked around a little bit more. And I'm like, I'll come back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> this may be important later. So I look, toggle through the rest of the things and everything and then set it back on the battery. And I'm like, okay. Now the battery's at 11. Oh, <gasps> that's going the wrong way. That's going the wrong way. I'm like, come on. And I'm like, fluffed it a little bit. Yeah. Like this yeah, yeah. Like that, you know, I'm like, okay. Battery's at 11.5. Oh, I'm like, okay, well, I've got to make a decision here. Yeah, you do. Real quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, am I going to, con- I'm not going to continue. You're uh, starting to do math as I'm to like, where you left your house. It doesn't, but it doesn't, it didn't have like a battery indicator or anything. Like none of the, the eat shit lights were. No, no, like, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, because you had 11.5 voltages. All right. So I was going to try. It's to not a f- triumph. I meant to get off of, West, I got fucked up. I was going to try to get off of West 25th, but then, uh, then I ended up And you're going two up. Around. We're two up. <gasps> And it's our anniversary. So then I ended up getting off, and then I was like, uh, I think somehow I ended up getting, I ended up down in Steel Yard, got turned around. I started headed back at that point. Yeah, I'm you like, got to. I, I, this yeah. thing, this is going to die. Yeah. Because it was now, it was like down to almost 11. Got back up out of Steel Yard, whatever, got back out on the 90, and now we're into the 10s. And I'm like, this is going to, and then, oh, shit. then an eat shit light came on. Yeah. Like, I got a little yeah. red light. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, it's still When moving. you noticed you were dropping, did you just turn off all the electricals and stop using your turn signals? No. I, well, <laughs> I, I, well, I can't turn off the headlight. No, and no, I, you I can't. can't I, like, I was like, yeah. what can I kill? Right. And I can't kill much of anything. No. And no. I almost was like, maybe I should just stop dead. But I'm like, I'm not stopping dead in the middle no, of 90 with my no. wife on the I side. would argue to go 100 miles an hour and see how long you can coast. Well, yeah. yeah. Great, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just like, still steady as she goes. Maybe yeah. I can get most of the way home or Maybe it'll make it. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Maybe with no voltage, somehow it'll keep the fuel pump and all the other electric. Exactly. Like, I don't right. know. Yeah. But then, then it really got to like service now, <laughs> and then the little rotating thing that's like eh, stop the motor, and I'm like, okay, well, win, lose, or draw. This thing's yeah. about ready to shut down. We're getting off here at West Forty yeah. First Street. So is that going to the place or coming that's back? That's coming back. I had well, at least turned. you're going the right direction. Yeah, he'd already he'd so, already been abandoned. I think it's ship. pretty good on me that I caught this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, before we made it halfway to Brexville. Oh, yeah. the owner of that motorcycle would not have caught that. No, I don't think so. Well, maybe, maybe that's why he wanted you to ride it to. Uh, oh, that I. John called me, and believe me, without saying those words, those words were said. This, this, this yeah. same friends can have a conversation. I don't, honestly, though, on, I don't think he would do that. Not, not on my anniversary. Anytime no, anybody's told like. You. Anytime anybody's like, hey man, you know, and I, did I really, ask, I really would think, I think it'd be great if you rode my bike for a few days. I actually, I did put him on the spot. I'm like, yeah. you haven't had any problems with these? Like, no, I just took it down to West Virginia. Yeah, and everything. So, yeah, I don't believe that. that it was, this, this it is was the bad. same guy that when I was volunteering here, uh, called frantically saying that the mirror on his TNT 135 has to be broken because he can't hold it in place. Exactly. So in my mind, I'm thinking that the top, oh, of course, is now flopping down of or something, and I know. 
by chance that uh, James at that point had ordered in some for the one that it thinks there was one extra. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if it's a problem, I'll just take yeah, care of it, of get it out of there. Phil's hair. Right. So he gets here. And yes, the mirror wouldn't hold thing because the whole bracket was loose and it was just sliding. Exactly. Thing. He couldn't even know that the uh, fucking uh, bolt uh, was loose on the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are people that are motorcycle riders. Yes. And there are people that are motorcycle, you know, journeyman mechanics. You know, yeah, there are right, people right. that are like, I'm going to give, you know, what? I'm going to take a stab at it. John always says, you can do it. Yeah. You, I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> And I've started using that at the shop when people are like, my bike fell over, lady today, my bike fell over in the wind. Okay. It fell onto the throttle. Okay. Well, now the throttle sticks wide open. Is it safe to ride that? How do you feel about that? (laughs) Well, is it safe to ride that? Oh, I'm too old to get tricked by that. Is it safe to ride that? How do you feel about that? <laughs> Is it safe to ride a motorcycle at all? Right. And I was like, I was like, my mom thinks they're horribly dangerous. You know, all that stuff. And she was like, but you just need to tell me, can I ride this? And I just straight up said, I can't tell you. Well, you're going to come and pick it up, right? And I was like, oh, no, that never entered the equation at all. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-uh. We are two people right now. I do not have one extra molecule of energy to leave this shop and go pick you up for your bike that fell over today. Call AAA. Do you have AAA? I have AAA. Well, then this sounds like a great opportunity to identify the parameters of your AAA. Let's see how good AAA is. And sure enough, uh, about three and a half hours later, the bike showed up on the back of a flatbed, uh, you know, rollback on its side. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys. Well, I can finish my story. The rollback is not the weapon you want to use when you're transporting a lightweight small motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I got to experience the rollback. Oh. So, yeah, long story short. Did you make it home? I, when I, I, I'm like, I'm going to bail out. Like, the lights oh. are telling me this thing's going to shut off. And then I, right. did, I did get a momentary loss of power. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. I'm trying not to ride it just right into the ground. Right. I've done right. that on bikes, and it's usually not good for them. Yeah. And sure enough, when I, when I got off at the exit, luckily the light was green, but when I grabbed the clutch and everything, brr. Oh, yeah. And then it, it's not going to start. I'd even try to jump it back in gear and make it go. Oh, I yeah. just coasted as far as I could and got off, and there's a little towpath there on, between West 41st and oh, West yeah. 43rd. Right. So I pulled up onto the sidewalk, and yep. okay, we're fucked. Yeah, there you go. I did Happy call- anniversary, baby. Yeah. <laughs> now, I believe that Chris did, <laughs> I believe you can act surprised later. But I believe Chris contacted Cuffners and paid the tow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, right. he was trying to. I mean, I he's said, a really stand-up guy. So, I know yeah. that he is. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'll I'll hold that end down. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to make him pay the tow. I'm right. like, broke down on me. I'll get the bike back. To your As house. we would all do, right? You, yeah. I'm not taking responsibility no. for fixing it. I'm sorry. You, that's I. And that's one of the reasons. If I'm I thought not, I contributed to it, if yeah. I thought there was anything that I did that made it not work, right. then I would maybe. Yeah. But if it just did, you know, like. I didn't even get my test ride on it. Yeah. I do have yeah. one question. Mm-hmm. You've gone through everything perfectly, then you've run into difficulties. You've handled it in your way, but what I want to know is, what would Ewan have done? What would Ewan have done? <laughs> he'd have taken out his cell phone, <laughs> pressed the button that deploys the black helicopter. Yeah. No, he would have banged his wife right it, there. I was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That first and then figure out the bike. Yeah. Just the first person that came along, honestly. <laughs> He's sitting on, you know what? He's sitting on the side of the road on a walk path or, you know, on a, a sidewalk, 
on a dead motorcycle with his wife. Yeah. Nobody stops to offer help or condolences or bring you a beer or whatever. Ewan McGregor's on the side of the road with a motorcycle that is may or may not be running, may or may not be broken. There's going to be a fucking parade of people wanting to see what he's all about. Have you seen the man? You know what? I felt extra schlubby too. Because we're both all dressed up really nice oh, on this really spectacular looking bike. It is bike a spectacular motorcycle. That is dead. Like yeah. It's, I, people, that, you know, and you're down in West 41st Street. Oh, I know. Everybody driving by is like. <laughs> I, uh, I spent a good part of my life because I grew up in a Harley Davidson environment. Get. That's what you get, Richie Rich. Yeah. I spent a good part of my life in the Harley Davidson environment so that by the time I was of the age to own pickup trucks and whatnot, when I would see a Harley Davidson broken down by the side of the road, I would just go back to a time in my life. When I got, you know, spit on, got my bike kicked over because I was riding a Honda CB750 when all the other people around my dad's house were riding Harley Davidsons. Mm -hmm. And I'd look at that Harley Davidson by the side of the road as I went by with an empty pickup truck and a ramp in the back of my truck. And I'd be like, wow, karma's a fucking bitch, right? I was putting a bike in the back of an S10 pickup truck on a ramp. A 250cc motorcycle. And I was using the motor to help me put it in the back of the truck. And at the worst time ever, the motorcycle kicked the ramp out. And the motorcycle dropped onto its back tire and did its best impersonation of a totem pole. (laughs) And the motor kind of went to about 9,000 RPM as I'm trying to hold it upright and keep me from being under it whenever it decides which way it's going to fall. But honestly, in this position, there's fuck all I can do. My best hope is just to get it to the ground you know, yeah. a controlled crash, right? And so I'm I'm there. And being that I am who I am, and it was West 25th Street, I have a pivot. So I give my head a 180-degree swivel, and I look, and there is a fella in a pickup truck not eight feet behind me, a big Dodge pickup truck. No offense, Sleepy. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, little help, right? And he just sits there, and he's just laughing. Now, at some point, somebody came up and helped me. It wasn't him. And I got the thing down, and there was no damage, fortunately, because it wasn't my bike. I then discovered that anytime you're using a ramp, you should always use a tie-down strap, which I also knew, but I was in a hurry. I don't make that mistake anymore. (laughs) And uh, I got the bike in the back of the truck, and then I walked over to the dude, and I said, hey, what the fuck, man? And he said, if it had been a Harley, I'd have helped you out. Ooh. And I was like, you're parked in my zone. You're parked in my parking area. You need to unass the AO. Off you fuck, man. What? You can't park it. Go. Haul ass. What? Just leave. Or I'm going to do horrible things to your truck. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, you didn't help me. I was in a really dangerous situation. You didn't help me. So you're not the kind of human I need to have around here. I'm just waiting for my wife to show up. We're going to come in your shop. The fuck you are. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, if you're going to watch me suffer that way, I don't even want you in my building. I will make your life miserable. If you walk in that shop, we are going to throw hands. Go buy a fucking Harley. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. You don't want to be here anyway, piece of shit. (laughs) Take your $700 Dodge and get the fuck out of here. And sorry, Steve. Again, Uh, (laughs) Mine $1,500. Thank you very much. Inflation. (laughs) Uh, That was year of our Lord 2001. (laughs) That actually uh, actually makes yours about a $500. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that's so fucking, I mean, that's tough. Uh, so you guys remember the guys that listen to the podcast all the time will know that last week we talked about going to a hearse convention. Yeah. One more little note. Yeah. Kuffner's not cheap. No, I know Kuffner's not cheap. No, no. Especially when you're asking for somebody to tow an 850 pound motorcycle. 
I did make sure they didn't put it on the side. I did like give yeah. that like, hey. Oh, you give some. You've done motorcycles, and then the run thing too. Like the guy, the, strap, they, the ratchet strap across the street seat sideways. I get, I'm like, I've seen bikes come in when I was a mechanic, and like we're not doing that. Are no. We? And he's like, you know what you're doing. He's like, I've got extra straps. I can put right. around it. Okay, you've done some bikes. Right. You seem like you're qualified. Yeah. But the other thing about that is the person getting picked up has to help him. Yeah. Because well, he has, you, you got to hold the bike. He has to put it down yeah. like this. You got to get the bike. Somebody's got to stand there and right. hold it oh. while he levels it out and puts it up. Oh, I've seen so that, what happens when there isn't you, a helper. And you don't want to be there. If you're, you know, yeah. And if she's dropped yeah. her bike and can't hold it back up or oh, whatever, can't assist in him, then what did he do? Probably put the hook on it. Went, I was going to say, did you? Did he winch it up? No, no, no. You you no, push he, it up. Really? It. We pushed it up onto the. We yeah. Put it back. Pushed yeah. it up on the back. I stand, stood there and held and then it. Lift it. Yeah. While he put it back oh, down. Oh, and then you're the still pushing the bike up a thirty degree incline. That's what yeah. I meant. That's yeah. why. Because that it's thing, no small that's party. That's a heavy motherfucking bike. Yeah. It would stay there. I put it in gear yeah. and I grabbed the front brake. Yeah. And oh, okay. And he took a real wide stance. I'm sure because yeah. I do it out here all the time. Yeah. yeah. When people unload giant, you know, fucking moog glides and shit out there. And the rollback shows up and I'm just like, before I even let them unstrap, I take 10 pictures of the bike because I know it's fallen over two or three times on the way here because nobody ever gets it right the first time. There's no wheel chalk. Right. So if you don't have a wheel yeah. chalk, what the fuck do you hold against? Right. You use the, the winch point where, mm-hmm. it, where it goes into the fairly, yep. which is an okay thing. But I've had guys not tie them in at the very front of the bed and tie them in at the very rear of the bed. <laughs> oh, and you're like, what the fuck is holding this bike? And you know that it's a truck that's rated for 20,000 pounds and the bike weighs 800 pounds. So the suspension is just rock fucking hard. Mm -hmm. So every time it hits a fucking quarter in the road, bikes jumping like mad. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So on the way, (laughs) we went to the hearse convention. We, on the way to the hearse convention, uh, Oscar and Renee had lit out early in Renee's car because she didn't want to be in a hearse. (laughs) (laughs) For you know, seven or eight fucking hours, right? So they took her for her regular Honda Fit. Does anybody need anything? Good. I'm good. And so we, so they got about a forty-five minute hour head start on us. Mm-hmm. Merrick got home. We jumped in literally the Mercedes hearse. And I'm gonna bring up a picture just because for people that may not have seen it yet, the Mercedes hearse is a lot to take in. Uh, it really is a lot to take in. There's, mm, nice. hey, good nice. out, John. That good was well. fantastic. Uh, so the, the Mercedes hearse is, is a bit of a party on its best day. And it's a, a Mercedes S300 uh, SE, right? So it's a big fucking vehicle, right? Yeah. And it, it's not small by any standard. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, she's a big girl. You know, Ooh. and uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's usually what people say. Uh, so she's a big girl and it's a straight six engine, you know, the, you know, the right side of three liters. And it's you need just, like a diesel truck air horn for that. Like, you know, uh, uh. yeah, John, there are without a doubt, there are several things that are going to happen to this hearse, Right. Uh, we have many, many plans. Well, I don't want to presuppose your story. So yeah, yeah. I know yeah, some yeah. things have to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just a loudspeaker that says, Gojira! Gojira! Oh, Gojira! It Gojira. has Gojira. a loudspeaker built in. It does. It has true, a PA true. system yeah, built it does, into it. it. Yeah, it, it, it has all those things, which is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah. So that's all great. 
I don't know why the fuck this one doesn't. I'm thinking nitrous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While I'm queuing this up. Dude, you should should make it into a food truck. Nothing be better than buying food out of a fucking funeral. Sushi, bro. Yeah. You just got to get a midget to work in the back. (laughs) Does anybody, is it just, are we just acknowledging the fact that nobody's going to say, what's that strange smell? Right. Uh, Because (laughs) what is that strange smell? The. uh, That's just juices. It's just it's just basting in its own juices. So this is yeah, this is I don't is, know if I should say this, but do dead Japanese people smell different than Oh dear. I don't know I don't know, but you're hungry fifteen minutes later again. Yeah. Right. You just can't ever fill up on them ever. Ever. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, game on. Yeah, I'm there for you, John. Yeah. Anytime you think that you've trotted into an unsafe area i'm there to go one step further and shine all the hate on me Appreciate my god i'm i'm there i'm your i'm your victim so uh but the other yeah, hearse the hearse is something right and it's it's a very big fucking vehicle right and it's a very gold fucking vehicle obviously mm-hmm. right? well we said it's too short for an american casket can't even sell it to a funeral home yeah exactly and that's the biggest thing and i that's one of the things i really want to stress is the the casket in this thing the the area what holds the casket is uh is not big enough for an american casket because japanese people are all immolated they're all cremated so they don't go in a giant metal box because the metal box is all about keeping you around for a long time well they're all burned so it all they just go in a wicker basket you know it's a bit big for an urn isn't it it is quite a bit big for an urn (laughs) this is the pre this is step two Put a burner back there and a yeah, smokestack out the top. Right, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so that's what the Russians did. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, but the one of the things that I did want to stress about this, though, because this uh, hey, oh, it's Chris Smith. Hi guys. So this particular vehicle is from 1988, right? So, Mr. 1988 Mercedes hearse only has 30,000 miles on it. People who are good at math real quick are going to go like, that's less than 1,000 miles a year. Nice. So, it's only ever been used in an urban environment. And we were taking this thing from Cleveland, Ohio to an hour west of Detroit, Michigan, right? He's throwing bottles and on the table. Fucking we were trying to catch up to Oscar and Renee. So we were kind of we were kind of putting the foot down a little bit. Now, here's the thing: a Mercedes 300 SE, you know, a Mercedes S Class 300 SEL has a top speed of about 127 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. But a Mercedes 300 SEL with a Shinto Temple on top that weighs <laughs> over 2,000 pounds does not have a top speed of. 127 miles per hour. Aerodynamics of a brick. Yeah, and I believe Steve Hoffert was explaining how boats can only go as fast as their hull speed. Hull speed. Right? So, like, you could put a 900-horsepower motor on the back of a sailboat, but it's not going to go 80 miles an hour because hull speed. It's just going to turn that big motor into a blender on the back of the vehicle. I'd somehow just, you know, the little bit of American in me is like, if you put enough horsepower, yes, we can make that thing fly. I totally agree. I mean, and then on. it goes like, like I always insert the term hydrofoil. Yeah. With a hydrofoil, anything's possible. But that's Russian thinking. But I and think that gets you into it's trouble. It's exponential. It's just like when you hit a certain point with dragsters to yep. go another one mile an hour is like $40,000 million. Absolutely. Yeah. So we make it to the hotel. And the second we get to the hotel, 
Big, yeah, you're good. No, he's well, put it closer to your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check, check. Oh, yeah, there you go. Holy shit. Okay. He's new. He's new. He hasn't been doing this for six years or anything. I'm the new lady here. And to my supreme right. Chris Smith. There you go. Oh, now he's yelling. Now he's doing good. He's doing fine. Now he's doing the Christmas one. I figured if we're just going to have terrible. Oh, my God. This fucking house is just gone now. Fucking audio guys. We were doing good, and Smith shows up, and everything goes to hell. So it turns out. Thanks, Chris. So it turns out there's a string of hotels. Not a chain, a string. Uh, and a chain would be a chain. We all know what a chain of hotels is like, but this was a string of hotels. <laughs> a string of hotels string called... String of hotels. <laughs> oh. Hotel, motel, holiday, holiday inn. inn. <laughs> uh, we had booked... The hearse, the hearse event used to take place in Hell, Michigan, but the town of Hell, Michigan is too small for the size of this hearse event. This hearse event has expanded beyond the bounds of Hell. So now it's <laughs> Hell adjacent. So now we're at 668, the neighbor of the beast. And we're in a town <laughs> called... I like that. Thank you for that, by the way. All right. So now we're in a town called Fowlerville. And Fowlerville is the buckle of the Michigan Bible Belt. Oh, I mean, it is straight up. It is Blue Lives Matter. It is. It is. Go Trump. It is all the things. It is shocking how how red hat Fowlerville is for being somewhat proximal to Detroit. Mm. And we've always experienced that Detroit is rather cool and hip, Mm. right? (laughs) This for you. Is, this is this town is sponsored by Monster Energy drinks, right? And I think that that's literally the town is sponsored by Monster right. Energy drinks. I think their fire trucks are Monster Energy fire trucks. That's what they put on fires because it's got electrolytes in it. Yeah, and shit. it's good say, for you. Yeah. But we rolled into this hotel that Renee and Oscar had already set up camp in, like forty minutes before we got there. Sure. As we pulled into the parking bomb shelter. <laughs> This parking lot had just been bombed a week and a half ago. Like I said, I've been to Libya. Equal, right? Straight out of Beirut. Beirut, exactly. (laughs) I've been to Tripoli, and that's what this parking lot looked like. Well, as soon as we pulled in, there's a fellow with some sort of a white trash transportation system. And it literally, on the back window, he'd spent at least $200 for a vinyl graphic that said something like, The White Trash King. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good for him. And he was staying in the room above. And this is one of those motels, you know, with a second story and first story, and everybody's got a little door. Oh, yeah. Here's a tip from your Uncle Phil. If you ever go to a motel and you see people sitting outside of their hotel room <laughs> in camp chairs, looking at nothing but the parking lot, go away. Yeah. Yeah. Just leave. Because somebody has put them in that hotel, either the treatment center they're attending. Their DUI class, right? <laughs> when the state pays for your lodging, you're not getting two stars. Yeah. Right. This was a half star, right? <laughs> and I roll up and I see Renee's little fit over there and I see one fucking hearse in the other side of the car park, right? And it was, you know, it was a shitty fucking hearse over there. And I'm like, uh-uh. I was here three years ago. I remember the hotel was a badass kind of cool hotel had a pool. Uh, you didn't want to swim in it. It's creature of the Black Lagoon pool, but it's cool. And it had a little restaurant. And we had a good time there, but it wasn't this place. And what I realized is that the Fowlerville Hearse Rally, which is called just hearsing around, just hearsing around, just hearsing around. around. Best oh. name ever. God, I love it. <laughs> and still, I don't care about the groans. I fucking love that name. So I realized quickly that the Fowlerville Magnuson Hotel was not the choice of the hearse enthusiasts. They were nine miles down the road at the Howell 
Magnuson Hotel. Uh, and with a name like Magnuson, you'd think it'd be like Scottish themed or whatever. Nah, no, no, no. It's it's basic, just one step above. Too bad you couldn't have found like the Winchester Motel. Of course. <laughs> so I looked at this place and I was like, we're not staying here. Because the plan was for us to leave the hearse there, four of us get in the Honda Fit and off we fuck for the extra hour and 45 minutes to get to Grand Rapids and go to the world's greatest tiki bar. Yeah, you'd be sans dragons if you had Oh, <laughs> did you see the roof? It's made of fucking copper. Yeah. Do you know how much brass and copper is on that vehicle? <laughs> More than three houses worth of plumbing. Enough to make A those... whole weekend full of crack. A whole weekend full of meth. I was about exactly. to say, the people that you just said hadn't moved from their chairs in like four days. No. Mm. They had been up and at them. <laughs> they saw this and they saw the color of this and they only thought one thing. Uh, Strip it. Yeah. Right. Strip it, Clyde. And I can make teeth out of that. Oh my God. <laughs> so after a little bit of negotiating and realizing that the people at Get the, the kids, the people that run the hotel should have told Oscar, Oh, by the way, the Hearst convention is at our partner hotel, nine miles down the road. Yeah. They were like, no, we'll take your money. Yeah. And mm. so they booked him in, even though there were no Hearst vehicles there. And I made three phone calls and realized that was the snake. I was like, do you have me booked in the right hotel? They're like, yes. I said, do you have Oscar and Adele booked in the right hotel? No, we don't. Okay. I understand the problem. Um, Oscar, get in the car, get in your car, get you and Renee, get in that car. We're taking this car and we are going to go at light speed to make our seven o'clock reservation mm -hmm. at the coolest tiki bar in the world. Mm -hmm. And we did. Nice. And that fucking hearse boogie. <laughs> I got to say, I'm so impressed by how fast that hearse can go because hearses are not known for going fast. No. I just want to know, like, what was it like for the other people on the highway? Hey, Jane, we're having a nice day here. <laughs> yeah. Hearse yeah. yeah. Oh, we had several people catch up to us, pull onto the shoulder, because that's where Americans drive from He's the left side of the car. He's hitting his expiration date. We got to go. And they're pulling up next to us on the shoulder so they can roll their window down at 85 miles an hour and ask me, what kind of car is that? And I'm like, you don't exist. You're in the fucking rumble strips doing 80 plus miles an hour next to me broadsides i can't look at you i cannot engage you in conversation because you're barely driving your four kids are on your lap all looking out the driver's side window in your 3700 you know dodge durango drinking Again, pepsi sorry steve yeah. uh but <laughs> but here we are and i you're don't dodge trash you're sick. Stop well, picking dude, on Dodge. You got you to gotta, you gotta learn. You got to learn. Dodge trash too. We're yeah, Mopar man. guys, man. There's a uh, big difference. I'll tell you what. That's being, a fancy name for Dodge being, trash. Yeah. <laughs> Look, being loyal to that brand is the most challenger thing I've heard in a long time. Oh, that yeah. is the most challenger thing I've heard in a long time. You buy that car, it comes with a subscription to Summit Racing's catalog. Yeah, but there's a difference between me and Nigel. Yeah. He <laughs> thought about his purchase. I was like, $1,500. I've done dumber things than that. I'll take it. <laughs> his car got seven speeding tickets while it was parked in my front lot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Every cop is waiting for him to pull out. There's a 392 cubic inch plant in that thing. Oh yeah. yeah. SRT T T T T T T T T T. There was there was we had a we had a driveway of four guys. They had monster energy stickers yeah. peeled and they were trying to get to your back window. And we were like, get away from here. <laughs> He's gonna go out to his car later, there'll be a fresh kid rock CD under the wiper. <laughs> okay. Tanya Katane's gonna come back from the dead. <laughs> oh, I found a very okay. leggy skeleton on the hood of my char challenger. <laughs> <laughs> came out of work tonight and it rained oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> this, this can't happen oh no I can tell sideways that car that car has been ceramic coated yeah it has the look 
Well, he's you didn't ceramic worried. it? I'm dirty. He, he's, he's, he's worried about his, He's worried about turning it around on, by itself in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll do that. Yeah. It's got 11 kinds of traction control. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have to break. He has rain towels. You know you have rain towels, right? When you get home and you pat dry everything if it rains. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, all right. Yeah. 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 We, have, we have great yeah. options. Yeah. They, but you know what? They say Hemi on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we I hustled a little bit, and we made it to our 7 o'clock reservation on time. Uh, per agreements with the ownership, we parked right in front in the tow zone, in the uh, truck towing zone, which was a, a fucking rollicking success to the people of Grand Rapids, Michigan. They all loved it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to say the bar, Max's South Seas Tiki Hideaway, mm-hmm. Max's South Seas Hideaway got at least 100 more customers that night because of that fucking parade float being parked in front of it. <laughs> and everyone says, like, do you deliver Chinese food? <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. no, I delivered Japanese leftovers. Oh, no. so, uh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Regular extra crispy. All right, so game on. So, of course, then we have to, you know, drink our drinks, eat our food, lay on a spread that can't be beat. It's amazing. While we were there, we saw two oh, yeah. other people from Porco oh, at here. a bar in Grand Rapids, six hours away from Porco. Yeah. That was cool. And the staff was kind of happy about that. We had a great time. We came back. And so driving back, we didn't have to be in such of a hurry. So you know, mm-hmm. enjoy our sure. ride. Got back and, you know, got, we got to the right hotel. These idiots stayed in the wrong hotel. <laughs> so how was the turndown service? It, it, it was okay. Little, little meth rock. It was, yeah. Cut yeah. into the shape of a swan or something. Yeah, they, they offered and was like, no, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> we're cool like that. We're cool. How was, uh, how was Jethro and Shelby? Because you know his wife's name was named Shelby. Oh, of course. The operators of the event were South Asian descent. Mm. And they're uh, fantastic, lovely, wonderful. I mean, willing to work with us on every level. But as soon as we left the hotel with them following, uh, I was like, I got on the horn to my hotel, the good hotel, the other Magnuson, two stars. And I said, hey, do you have another room that has two beds in it? You know, uh, if you do, I'll buy it right now over the phone. And they were like, yeah, we feel terrible at what happened and everything. Well, they felt terrible because Mm. they lost a room to their Right, partners, right? Yeah. So the other one, I was like, Guz. and I was like, dude, just just give me a room. Just if you've got an extra room, we're gonna take it. And so I told Oscar them, I was like, look, I'll pay for the room. It's you know clearly it's my fuck up at some point, and I don't want you guys staying at the Casa del Meth because right. I'd like you to show up at <laughs> well, the event tomorrow. Don't lie, you didn't want the bed bugs to come into your shop. Adam. Also true. Yeah, also, sure. fucking no doubt. I that's mean, that's a real that's tangible risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would because I'd have to fucking burn this place down. And right. even the the wrong. Hotel was closer to the venue. Oh, the wrong hotel was a block away from yeah, the venue. Yeah, it was really yeah. close, but it obviously wasn't. You don't want to do it. But it wasn't it was the two star. The wrong hotel. It was, it was wrong. the definition of the wrong hotel. And I've stayed in worse, but not often. <laughs> but the uh, but it was hilarious. But we did that thunder run back from Grand Rapids. Yay! We go to the Hersament. Have a great time. Nope. We uh, drive home the next day, and we're taking it nice and easy, coming home, just enjoying ourselves. Nope. Leave the get through the Ohio Turnpike fucking ticket booth and everything, and we're like, and the lady wants to chat us up at the ticket booth. Ah, oh, kind of car is this? Blah, blah. And I was like, oh my fucking god, I just want to get home. It's nine o'clock, and I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Okay, pull away from the toll booth. We are now in Lorain County, you know where I live, and I'm like, something ain't right, you know, just something just ain't right. I look in the rearview mirror and I realize that, like a true German naval vessel, we've turned hard and blown smoke. Like we are truly cloaking the rest of the German Navy, right? Yeah. Oh, it's great. We're on anti-mine runs at this point. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. 
smoke's supposed to be inside the motor, right? And is that the is it diesel? No, that is gasoline. That is the gasoline. The benzene. Petrol. No, no, that's tea stuff. (laughs) Benzene. Probably. Tea stuff under the gas. Okay. Yeah. Probably probably really close. Right, exactly. So, is it 87 octane, 89 octane, Zyklon B? I don't know. But the, uh, so it did not make noises, it made bad noises. And I was like, fuck it, we're going over. So we pulled over at the first exit, which is Elyria, a.k.a. Midway Mall, um, which is where the, the Battle of Midway occurred uh, in Lorraine County. <laughs> very little was left after that. And they put up a giant mall. And uh, the mall didn't work out either. Put up a parking lot. My friend, this is not where you want to leave a solid gold vehicle. Trust me. <laughs> so we pulled into the parking lot of the most, the best lit place there with no transmission left. I mean... I oh. had to give her a running start to make the ramp up into the hotel because all of our transmission, six quarts of fluid, was out on the turnpike. There was nothing left. And so the only thing keeping it moving was inertia. And that's why I say tankers got to cut their engines 10 miles out from port. And we got into the best western parking lot. Hydraulic transmission to a pneumatic transmission. It did. It went, oh, shit, yeah. it, it went into... <sighs> it's like... <laughs> Not a good sign. So we pulled into yet another hotel that was probably three stars and yet another um, uh, dot not feather uh, Indian <laughs> came out and introduced herself as the management of the hotel. I said, great. We made instant friends. Uh, there was nothing left to drip out of it. I looked and there was a hose as big as a small man's dick hanging out from the bottom of the car. And that was like, there was also a weird noise that was kind of like a tap, a tap, a tap, a tap, a tap. I was like, what the fuck? Is that, and I realized the serpentine belt was also on its way out. Ooh. Think in mind, 33-plus-year-old vehicle, a 35-year-old vehicle. What could possibly go wrong? 30,000 miles, never been driven on the freeway, yeah. 600 miles in two days at, uh, at you know, nine mile per gallon speeds. And yay. So I, I we like, we got the world's worst Uber. Nobody will come to Illyria to pick you up in an really? Uber. I tried Uber XL. I tried Uber Gold. I tried Lyft Plus Plus Plus. I tried all the spendy Ubers. Nobody. I'd, I'd like to pretend that I've been like, you could have called me, but nope. <laughs> no, by the time that all happened, it was a... It well, was, no, I was recovering was, from my own note. You were dealing with your own problem Saturday night, right? So you were dealing with your own thing Saturday night. I wasn't going to call anybody. I'm a person who takes care of my own shit. So I called an Uber. We went back to the house, had a great night's sleep. I went back with a U-Haul flat truck, you know, flatbed. And I took the U-Haul trailer back. That was a party. And I, you know, I, took, a, I took a handful of com- components with me so I could just plug off the whole transmission cooler. And then I took a gallon of ATF with me so I could have enough juice in the blender to get me up the, uh, to get me up the ramp onto the back of the transporter. Well, worked like a charm. I, I told Peggy, Peggy's looking at me like, can't you call any of your friends? I'm like, I got, what, six friends? Who have trucks and trailers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them are around right now. <laughs> Nobody is anywhere near us. None of them. I mean, it was a statistical anomaly. This is not going to happen. As I told you, I was like, well, my truck is in my shop, but you can't put that motorcycle on my truck because honestly, you need a trailer. And honestly, yeah. with Chris's bike, it's yeah. maybe best. It's pretty heavy duty. Like, yeah. You know, I have a motorcycle trailer. Yeah. Well, we could have Ubered home, and then oh, you yeah, could have went yeah. and got your trailer, oh, yeah. and we could have went back and left Christmas bike in the hood, and yeah. that would have been nice. fine. <laughs> we would have had to do it. I'm like, no. Hey, can I we thought, steal this bike? No. I we th- can steal everything off of it, though. 
I thought you were going to say when you got this uh, this hearse from Japan and it was a cremation hearse, I thought you were going to say you had to pull over in Ashtabula. Ashtabula! Nigel. Nice. Good Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Right, right after you like, stop in Painesville. <laughs> yeah. But it's when he was making the Mopar jokes before about dodging stuff, and I was going to say, I bet you, bet you charge a lot for these jokes. Charge don't you? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I, the good news is, honestly, at the Babe Rally or any of these other stupid cross country events I've done in $500 cars, we would have just plugged those lines up and ridden it. We'd have driven it. You know, you don't need the oil cooler on a relatively cool day. It wasn't that cool, but anyway. You don't need the transmission oil cooler. You just go for it and, you know, stop it every once in a while. But I didn't want to damage it. So there's special Mercedes lines. Like you can't just go to the auto parts. Oh, I'm glad you said something. So you, I mean, people that listen a lot will know that last year I accidentally bought a car shop, right? So we own a car shop. And it's Palangis called Automotive. Post Automotive. Yes. Sir. Oh, yeah. Formerly known as Palanges. We're fo- formerly, we're yep. now Post. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. According to Google, we're Post. I, you know, I Palangis. took my Corvette there. Yeah. I gave him three, three stars. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to say. Brave review. I have, a, well, I'm going to tell you how good this shop is that I own, that I spend very little time at. Uh, basically, just when I want to interfere with Shane, I show up and do tires or something. And just, he's just like, oh, God, you're so bad at this. So. Uh, Get off. I dropped it off Sunday afternoon, Monday at 2 p.m. So we had a bit of a monsoon come through here. So I had told Shane early in the morning, I had said, do not take the Mercedes outside in the rain because despite it looking like a Shinto temple and it's probably seen a hurricane or two, um, it is not watertight. Any water that hits the roof may end up in the driver's seat floor because we've had that happen. And the bad smell inside could be musty, could be mold, could be formaldehyde. We're not sure. <laughs> I did get the ruling. I got the ruling from an actual, an actual embalmer, an actual professional embalmer. He stuck his head in there and he's like, I can tell you what brand of formaldehyde that is. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Merritt said she was like, I don't like riding in there. It has a certain smell. And I was like, no, that's just the sanitizer I put on the floor from the floor leak. <laughs> no, it's not. So Shane found 27 coats of fucking Shane found the serp belt because it's got three serpentine belts on it. He found the serp belt in question. He found the transmission cooler hose in question and he had them on inside of two hours. And I was like, he called me and he's like, well, it's done. I'm like, well, it's fucking raining. It's going to have to sit there, dude. (laughs) And he's he's like, I mean, I feel like I was stupid. I hadn't even had the trailer returned yet. And, uh, for people who don't know, $59 will get you a U-Haul car transporter for Ein Day. But I'm also, I'm also surprised that you don't realize that like the boss's car comes in. Gee, I wonder why it got done. Quickly. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> he wants to keep me well the fucking way of his operation. He wants to keep me like, look, man, if we just get him out of here, it's great. Because every time that's he shows up, yeah. I got to do something stupid. Yep. So that, that's the story. And we got the Merc is, the Merc is, the Merc hearse is back. Um, we are still having the name the hearse competition. So you guys, you podcast listeners at home, this is the hearse in question. We are looking for a name. We are looking for a name for the hearse. Well, give me a little more information. How many dragons does it have on it? We don't know. So far, it's <laughs> infinity. Uh, there are, I lost track at 133. Wow. On the outside. Oh, there's more inside. Oh, God, oh, yeah. there's a lot more inside. There's chandeliers oh, and shit on the, the chandeliers inside. inside and the whole oh, deal. Wow. So I lost track at 133 dragons on the outside there's also no shortage of food dogs right mm. so there's a whole fucking a, a did whole you put your dragon litter of food dogs so did you win any awards though? we did 
So we did and, get. And I came in late. So thank you very much. Yeah, no, it. we didn't. We didn't. So uh, previous uh, last time I went to one of these Hearst things, I was uh, I won uh, best of show in a Toyota Hearse. Nice, nice. And then this time I won. Uh, it's people's choice. It's you know. One of those things. So it's yeah. great. The yeah, Teen Choice go. Award. Oh, I did get. Oh no, shit! You Tell them about that. Them. Tell them about the, the. So so we were just ah, chilling. I forgot there. about this. We were, we were just chilling, and and uh, two two girls come come by, yeah. and they were like, "Is this yours?" And I was like, "Yeah, this is his." They're adorable little girls. Yeah, they're, they're like they're a plague all, mask. Yeah, they're all yeah. goth and just all yeah. black and stuff, and yeah. they were carrying a little bag, and I was like, "Is this yours?" And I was like, "Yeah, this is this is." Oh, we want to give you this 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 award thingy because because we really like it a lot. So we just gave him a bag of a bunch of like, I got the Teen Choice Teen award. Choice Award. And when you're a 53 year old guy and you get the Teen Choice Award, happy days. People are keeping their eye on you. It was a bag of completely cromulent car supplies. Yeah, like, it's a lot it was of drag. Yeah. It, was cool, it, was, it was cool. It was, it was cool. cool. Uh, you guys want to take some pictures with that? <laughs> They did. John, 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 John. They were at the age of John's daughter and mine. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was, first of all, I was blown away that they were so sweet that they wanted to give us a special award. And then I said, well, come on over here with me and we'll take some pictures. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. Yeah. All right. Enough fucking said. Did anyone see that uh, that crazy old film years ago, Harold and Moore? Oh yeah. And they, 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 his parents gave him an E-type, and the next thing you know, he's cussing up his. Did you say that's the Holy Grail, right? So, in case, yeah, in case you don't know, if you are in any way, even tangentially interested in the hearse culture Holy right shit, that's baller yeah it is baller so if you are in any way at all oh, yeah. yeah into hearses even just you know Oh, even yeah. just completely just like I don't know it's a fucking hearse I don't know I mean the thing is is it, it just it looks cool as a hearse it's but an E-type really that's made into a hearse that's what yeah. James Bond would I mean you ride. can't drag anything around in there except for a baby coffin it reminds but, me of the yeah. Z3 the BMW Z3 it coupe does. Yes. yes yes it yeah. does but so cool. you know there is there is a class of vehicle called the shooting brake mm-hmm. and a shooting brake is a two door station wagon Right. For lack of a better term. And many companies over the years have done a very limited edition shooting brake. And Jag has done several shooting brakes and even somewhat modern. They've done shooting brakes. And, you know, to us fucking plebes over here in the fucking (laughs) colonies, we would call it a station wagon, a two door station wagon. But this uh, this is this is the absolute. Ooh, John, good out. (laughs) Yeah, this is the absolute nirvana mana of the gods. Having a Harold and Maude E-Type Oof. is just, yeah. yeah, it's just cool. the shit. If you were as cool as Ewan, Ewan McGregor, that's what it would have sounded like after you yeah. dropped the bike. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it sounds like anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And so this, uh, cool. yeah, the Harold and Maude, that's pretty much the thing. And yeah, there were 146 hearses, I think, at the event, which is yeah. great. And yeah. it was a big, big event. But where they have it in spades is they've got the fucking, the whole thing is all about... Um, craft Etsy type arts and crafts mm. that is just 100% dead shit. It's 100% dead shit. So, uh, Oscar, go ahead and tell them for a brief moment about some of the art we bought. Oh, yeah. We, we found a, a, a guy that uh, did custom tiki themed, like cartoony stuff. It was really cool. And they had, like, even it's like a, a 
like a goth swap meet. So they had like even <laughs> embalming kits, like old vintage like suitcases of just like random tools for embalming. It was it was it was. Did they have a trocar there? Was, it was creepy as fuck. Did you find out what a trocar is? On the top of this. Wait, what? So Merritt made me. Oh no! Towel on this. I bought this at the Hearst Festival, you know, before COVID. Yeah. Merritt made me put the rag on this. Right. Why? Because. Because <laughs> it's a giraffe with a stalk on. Oh no! <laughs> it's called nice. Low Bridge. Oh geez. That's, that's <laughs> so, so it's cool. A, it's, a, it's a Jeffrey giraffe. With the bones and the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't make it. Hanging out of it. He did not make it through the low bridge. And so a couple of years ago, when I went to my very first ever Hearst convention, cool. I saw that. And obviously a Vespa, so I fucking got to buy that. Right. Yeah. And so I, I rolled back. I, you know, I came home with all of my cool, like, you know, my dash plaque and my little thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they give you a front license plate with your Hearst number on it. Not bad. And I bought that and I brought it home. I was like, yeah, so I'm unpacking after my trip. And I'm like, oh, I got this and I got that. And I got this People's Choice Award. And it was my People's Choice Award was an actual real, honest to God, 1940s embalming set. Oh, nice. In like a presentation case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Leather and shit. Yeah, Yeah, really cool. stuff, yeah. Yeah, really neat. And with a glass, you know, presentation case. Your anniversary that year was even better. Oh, (laughs) crazy, dude. (laughs) Um, So, but then I put that thing on the dining room table. And Dr. Waters was like, what the fuck is that? And I said, it's, it's low bridge. And she goes, what? And I said, it's an object de art. And she goes, what? And I said, object de art. And she goes, that's not art. No, that is a fucking, that is a psychotics interpretation of a toy. And I was like, that's art. Art. Um, that's art. I was like, yeah. okay. He points it. I'm not John Wayne Gacy-ing you, you know. I'm not. <laughs> art's art, dude. And I said, that's art. That's, and, and it has, it's topical, so it has yeah. wildlife and it has scooters, which is my world. Yeah. I was like, fucking great. And I was like, I'm going to put it in the front window of the shop. No, oh. you will not. So I brought it in here and I put it up the front and she instantly put a fucking polishing towel over the top of it so you couldn't get the joke. And I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. But I love it. I think it's great. So I have a serious question. Oh. So yeah. We don't, well, do, don't. We don't do those here. No, seriously. 144 hearses sitting there, right? Yeah. And all the people that own them. Yeah. If somebody unfortunately passes away at the event is Which there like they, a fight for oh, who gets to fight. take oh. there'd be a tremendous fight <laughs> there would be a tremendous fight okay because if your hearse isn't the best hearse there yeah then you get bonus points for having the best diorama the oh, best yeah, display yeah they do that a lot so you could have a mediocre hearse but then like big animatronic monsters and shit and like smoke machines and gargoyles and fuck and you'd, you'd get all the love, right? They, they had the, the whole zombie one with the like Gatling guns and shit that were blowing off they like had every a, five minutes and shit. And here's the weird thing. They had taken an Anglia. An Anglia, which is a not easy to get car. Yeah, my mother had one. Yeah. And they did sell them in the United States, but they were all right-hand drive. I have never heard of an Anglia. And Me neither. I'm kind of well-versed, I think. Small. I dated an East Anglian. <laughs> <laughs> a small, a small Ford motor car made in the sixties. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's the old, that's the old Anglia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the old, old Anglia. Anglia. Right. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the oh, my, old Anglia. My dad had one of those before I was around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and so they were sold here in the United States. Yeah. And so Always it is, it is a vehicle that was sold here. Right. And they're uh, they're a really fucking cool 
car, yeah. but they were very popular in the 50s and 60s as quarter mile dragsters. Yep. Yeah. Because they're very tiny, they're very light, and they had a V8 in them. Make a great rod. Mm. Oh, they make a great rod. Yeah. Super, super cool, right? And uh, so somebody had taken one of these things, and I don't know the term of art for it, but what they had done to it should never be done to any other vehicle in the world. I'll pull a picture up so y'all oh, can yeah, enjoy you it. Oh, yeah, you got one. Nice. I did get a picture. And uh, this motherfucker is crazy. I mean, like it is style. It oh, is yeah. complete Mad, Mad Max, Max shit, yep. style. That, that would go well at that, that week. I always wanted to Waste go to that. Wasteland weekend. Wasteland weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And so the trailer behind it is full of zombies, uh, you know, animatronic zombies. Yep. The Cadillac behind it has not one but two gigantic turbos in it. Um, crazy. I mean, absolutely fucking crazy. But when I saw that thing, Oscar pointed out to me and I was like, holy shit, that's a fucking Anglia. It's the only other right-hand drive at the entire event. And, so did he drive that there? Uh, so I don't know if he drove it there. I really don't. Oh, I, so the I, I, these, yeah. <laughs> Are those the girls? Yeah. Those are the girls. Yeah. yeah. Teen Choice They gave me my Teen Choice Award. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Play so Doctor and another. Hey, 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 didn't play Doctor. <laughs> Wait, did you say play Doctor? Plague. Oh, plague. Plague. Yeah, due, due to your speech impediment yeah, sometimes. I, I don't, yeah. Second okay. language, right. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you just had a really naff hearse and you didn't have all those extra yes. things in the competition, would you be said to have come dead last? Dead last. Yeah. I think I've always said they should oh. have dead last. Yeah. yeah. There should be the, like, they do have an award for, I can't believe they made it here. Mm. So they always have an award for the car that's by far the, the most fucking shitbox of the whole place. But it's super fun. So it's anyway. Like a red bike from a scooter. Yeah. From scooter yeah. rallies. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 red, the red, best rat, rat bike. Or yeah. the worst rat. Uh, rat bike. So we didn't want to say it while you weren't here. Uh, (laughs) Right. So this particular image, you'll notice on this particular image, there is um, Her Majesty in the back seat of yonder hearse. Right? Yeah, Yeah, right? Uh, (laughs) Nigel's like, shit, too soon. Elizabeth Uh, Regina. Yes. So so here's yonder queen. Well, here's what I thought was funny. You know, I've been driving hearses for a little while. And... When you drive, when you drive horses, oh, you're used to getting king. a certain, you're getting used to getting a certain, you know, commentary. While we were at Max's, hmm. the, the entire town of Grand Rapids, aka GR, if you're nasty, was all about you got the queen in there. Oh yeah, that was everybody. Everybody was like, you got the queen. Like I heard you got the queen in there so many times, and I guess because it's rather ornate, and it. You know, at least they made the jump from Chinese food to body box, but <laughs> God bless them. But that was the first, the queen in the back uh, that I saw at the event. Pretty happy about that. So yeah, super cool. A lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, I digress. We so, wanted to talk about Chris's bike and we wanted for Chris to get here before death. we did it. Get the fuck here, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so John gave us the play by play up until the point where it went on the truck. And it made it back to your house, right? And when we, you brought the bike in today because you put it on the charger, right? It was two days ago, wasn't it? Two days, yeah. Well, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Was that the day the bike arrived? Yeah. Yeah. You got here on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you got the bike here on Tuesday. But how long did you have it on the charger? Uh, Saturday night. One day didn't work. Took All a, day Sunday, yeah. Next day it came. Okay. Home. Then Monday, I yeah. walked out to go to work. It was still red. Yeah. I came home Monday night. 
Okay. And it was green. And is this a battery tender or not? Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean I think anything. Got a battery tender junior. Yeah, battery tender junior. <laughs> my my BMW still would go to green on the charger. It was we're going to start that bike at all. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> wouldn't and, turn and, any lights on at all anymore, and it was showing full charge on the tender. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, and because that is a part of this story. Um, one of the things that Chris had said was, you know, you bought this bike used. Yeah. And this bike is from 2014, so it's six years old or eight years old, right? So it's 2014. Let me do the math. Can yeah. The one? Yeah. <laughs> now, you didn't put a battery in it, and you've had it for a couple of years. Correct. Right. So we don't know how old the battery was when it showed up. I think you look on the bottom, it's got a... Sell by date. Born, born, born on, on date. date. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of things that could have been, right? A whole lot of things that could have been. But here's the trick. If you have an Optimate or you have a battery tender, these devices are only putting out half an amp, 500 milliamps. Yeah. The good ones are putting out 750 milliamps, which is three quarters of an amp. Hoffer brought that up, too. Yeah. It's a 18-hour battery. You're putting out a half a milliamp. You're putting out a half an amp. Yeah. yeah. You're going to take a long time. Yes, you are. In fact, according to Ohm's Law... A 20 amp hour battery takes 40 hours to achieve full charge with a properly functioning 500 milliamp battery but charger. It wasn't down to zero. Exactly. But it did take almost two days for yeah. it to bring it back. So we have that happen at the shop here all the time. I don't know what's wrong with it. It won't start. I had on the battery tender overnight. Yeah, that was what, 12 hours? You may not even be close to having enough electrons to push that starter. So that's something we got to consider. So first things first is always understand that when you're using a little tiny, adorable, uh, you know, My Little Pony battery tender, you may want to give it a lot more time on the oven. You may want to give it a lot more time on the ticker. Well, it's, it's twofold. You want to use that yep. because it's gentle. Yes. True. That's why I use it. But That's in a situation where your battery's stone dead, yep. you, yes. you, you might have to go to something a little more aggressive. Which yeah. that would be hooking a set of jumper cables to a non-running car battery. And then your battery will take as much as it needs from the good non-running car battery. And that will take it at the speed of nature or science, right? And you run no risk of blowing your battery up by doing that as long as the car that's holding the car battery isn't running at the time. So that's fine. And that's a great way to push voltage amperage into a battery that may need to be charged up in a faster period of time than two days. We had a friend of ours who was dead set on building a device that would put you know, unlimited amounts of cold cranking amps into a battery. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just hook it to another battery? Yes. Ryan did that. And I didn't I want to say his name out loud, but he did. He was like, if we do this and we get this transformer and that it's transformer. going to throw 12 volts at whatever amps right. forever. I'm right. like, yeah. And so will another battery. And so will another battery, right? <laughs> they will find each other's level. They will seek out their own level like water. So that's great. So sometimes, so the first lesson would be that those small battery tenders can create a situation that here at the shop I have termed phantom voltage. And if you're a Triumph owner that has a fuel-injected Triumph, this is of particular import to you because a Triumph has a circuit that will not let the bike run at anything below 1199999 volts. So if you're owning a relatively modern Triumph with a fuel injector and your battery goes below 119999 volts, your Triumph will not even attempt to start. You will go from, um, good click. And that will be it. You could take a fucking 
little tiny, tiny, tiny 12 volt battery. And you could hook, oh, you could hook two nine volt batteries up to the terminals of your battery and put the world's smallest amount. You could rub a balloon on your head while you're holding the battery terminals to your nipples and just to get it technically over 12 volts. And all of a sudden the bike goes, we're back. As long as it has the capacity behind it to crank, it will go. And this happened all the time with Triumphs that people would have wintered and then, you know, have it on a, a bat, you know, a, a small. It happened to me two months ago. Oh. <laughs> my Triumph lives on a tender all the time. Yeah. I got it out and I've yeah. got my kiss on. I'm ready to go for a ride. <clears throat> oh, which year's your Triumph? Uh, I don't know. It was a 2009, yeah, it's modern. 12, something like that. Yeah. It's a fuel injected oh, it's Triumph. It's a new one, yeah. 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 It's yeah. a fuel injected Triumph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly put, what you described. They yeah. put okay, you've so- got a little homework for next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Find out what fucking year your Triumph. Uh, <laughs> what too many Christmas? I can tell you what year I bought for it. For bloody fucking <laughs> sakes, man. All <laughs> <laughs> I know is when I had it. Living the life of Riley over there doesn't know what year his motorbike is. But, so, sorry. Yeah. But that's for that's a real thing. So when you're using my first battery tender, my first trickle charger, whatever, you're not giving a deep charge to the thing. You're just putting a little surface on there and you're getting the number up to 12.9 or 13.4 or whatever your Optimate or battery tender. See, that was one of my concerns. Yep. Is that like, okay, well, maybe the battery tender is enough because we got it started again. Yes, you did. It came up green and yep. started. Yep. But in starting it, it left it at 11.9. Yep. And is this bike like some, you know, vintage Jab, uh, Italian scooters? <laughs> if you don't have a, if you don't have twelve volts, it right. won't try to charge. No. Hook a battery to it, mm-hmm. trick it into thinking it's at twelve. Yes, right. and it'll charge. It'll charge. It, it'll yeah. charge. Right. Like, That's exactly it's, right. It's I don't know. So there is that. There you is will bring that. this to a conclusion, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so that is the thing that happens, and so that phantom voltage tricks everybody, and I get maybe a hundred phone calls a year that says. But my battery tender had a solid green light. And that means your battery tender was sufficiently fooled into believing that there was amperage behind that voltage. But that battery tender is not a load tester. It's simply looking at carrier voltage. It does not know how much amperage is behind it. Bigger, heavier, more expensive devices do that. And so do starter motors (laughs) and horns and headlights and high load devices. And we've had many, many, many batteries come in here. They're like, well, it's just two years old. And I bought the battery tender last week when I discovered it was dead. And I've had it on the battery tender for 14 days. And it said green. And I put it in. And I pressed the start button. And a small fart came out. And that was it. And it was done again. And I had a flashing red light on my tender. Yeah, you had 12 volts. But you didn't have any amps. You need a new battery. Sometimes they fool you the phantom voltage. But that's not what was wrong with your bike. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Okay. Do you know how big a motorcycle has to be to no longer have a voltage regulator, but to instead have an alternator? <laughs> not as big as my bike. Yeah. So it turns out one size smaller. So a Moto Guzzi 1200. So your Gritzos, that's actually the Nordje and it's the Stelvio. Both bikes that have very high electrical demands. The Norjay, because they used it for law enforcement. So you're talking to go from a stator to an alternator. Exactly. Okay. So a stator will have a voltage regulator in the system. 
So the stator is going to put out... Separate from the stator. Absolutely. Right. right. So you're going to have a series of coils that when the motor's cranking around, that series of coils makes power and the voltage regulator controls how much power it makes. Yay! Mm -hmm. However, if you have a certain size of tractor, I mean Motoguzzi, you will have a fucking alternator. Just yeah. like the alternator you might have in an old Volkswagen. Now, alternators can be internally or externally and re rectified and regulated. Exactly. I'm assuming this is going to be an So it's just a motor that go. it's used yeah. to yeah. generate current exactly. to feed those. Yeah. So alternators are kind of this big, honking, belt-driven, mm -hmm. extra device that cars have because they have a lot of demand for a lot of electricity. More than a little stator could power and go through this little box called a voltage regulator rectifier. That bike has a belt-driven alternator? Sure does. That's nice, actually. That's, it's fucking really that's nice. That's a relief because I was hoping, I was thinking, oh, this has a built-in stator on the back of the motor where the whole fucking motor has to come out the fucking service. Spoken like a true mechanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I look at a motorcycle, I look at how bad it's going to be to fix it. This is going to be right? Goldwing. When I saw plus, my Toyota plus. Tundra, I had to take off the top of the motor to change the starter. I was like, we're not going to be friends very long. Right? Because uh, that's I, a real I, thing. I had a teacher back in school that we always got pissed if we called... A, a motor, a right, motor. It right. was no. It's a generator. It's a, either generates motion <laughs> yeah. or generates current. Yes. Yeah. Which is an alternator. Yeah. Which Instead is an alternator. Of, if you put Absolutely. voltage to the alternator, you you spin the damn thing. Yes, you do. It's oh, like it, a starter. It works both ways, it, buddy. Exactly. Well, so it's a generator, not a motor. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. Any any alternator can also be a starternator. Yes. Yep. If you just put the energy the wrong way. Yeah. If you're brave enough. If you're brave. If you're brave enough. enough. Yeah. Once you get past the smell, you've got it licked. Yeah. So, so here we go. So here we go. So I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm beating my head against the wall. So I go out. First thing I check is the batteria, mm -hmm. right? So I go out and I take my very expensive load tester and I hook it up to your battery. Load tester. Oh, it took a load. All right. <laughs> oh boy. You wouldn't believe the load it took. But what it took, what, what it told me after it took this massive load was that the battery was actually okay. Hmm. It was not a hundred percent, but it was well over 80%. Battery's okay. And I got to thinking, I was like, ooh, 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 batteries aren't that expensive. I mean, even a big battery like that, you're in the neighborhood of 120 bucks for a good one. Okay. And I, my brain started thinking about those voltage regulators that run about 400 bucks. And I was like, oh, was $400 voltage regulators. And then I start to think, and I was like, wait a fucking second. Moto Guzzi's are tractor motors. <laughs> Technically, they're airplane motors, but they're tractor motors. That's the same. They have a fucking alternator. So I was like, we can... Fucking check the alternator. That's not that hard to do. Gas tank comes off. You know, they just pop right off. No. <laughs> Gas tank comes off. Out comes the meter. And I'm just stabbing at shit. And I'm like, oh, no alternator. And I went to the 40 amp fuse. And the 40 amp fuse looked beautiful on the top. The bottom <laughs> of it looked like it had absorbed one lightning bolt straight through the rectum. Ah, okay. Very good. But you know, we stopped carrying Motoguzzi's back in Year of Our Lord 2017. So it's been five years since I've so had... So are those the fuses that are right beside the battery or yeah. underneath the tank? Because I was... That was oh, no. The, so the little... I was one of the things the little I going to be like, yeah. those fuses right beside there? Like, I never got to pull those So the little fuses there are not the 40 amp fuse. Oh, okay. The fuse under the tank is the 40 amp fuse. Okay. That's okay. the main the service main power yeah. fuse. 40 fucking amp. Dude. That's, yeah, that's a lot. 40 amps. 
That's a lot. Do you know what you don't want to feel going through your testicles? 40, 40 ants. <laughs> right? Get wow. out Ohm's law. You're going to de- you're going to hell. That's yeah. it. You can't take 40 amps. But that's what that bike has as a safety if it's 40 amps isn't going the right place mm. to keep the fire inside the electrical harness where it should be. So I checked the, the fuse and I'm like, fuse looks good. No, 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 no. Never trust the look of a fuse. Mm-hmm. Always ask the CID. Pulled the fuse out. <laughs> Motherfucker was toasty. Okay, great. Let's take the fuse block apart. Let's clean everything up and let's put another 40 amp fuse in there. But before you do that, you got to find the problem. Mm-hmm. And then Sparky, I'm like, wait, is it, what blows a fucking forty? I didn't. You're jump about it. to find out. I didn't jump it. I didn't. No, I didn't. Right. Like, you're about to find out. Forty amps. Sparky, who gets paid to work on motorcycles here, <laughs> did something I didn't do. He remembered. California 1400s had a weird thing that happened. The designer of that alternator made a T on the back of the alternator that had a extra power supply coming off of it that was to feed a power uh, light, a power indicator light to tell you the status of the bike and would go into a voltage meter or whatever. Yeah, so this might be what I read about then. And this extra lead that was on the back of this alternator didn't really go anywhere important. They didn't. They decided they didn't need that feature in the motorcycle. Now keep in mind, this particular alternator has been used on the Nordier going back to 2013 or whatever, and been used on the Stelvio police bikes, right? Police bikes. This is a big fucking alternator. This is not dicking around, right? This is Volkswagen two liter motor alternator, cross reference. Uh, but yeah, and so there was a wire a big fucking wire, a big T. And I forgot, but Sparky remembered. You got to cut that wire. What? You literally have to cut the wire. Yeah. Now, that was I mean, I was such... looking on forums, and these yeah. guys are like, I don't know, man. I, I, I cut the wire, and it seems like it's running good. It's yeah. Everything's okay. And there's so like, oh, nowhere? There's actually just... a TSB that says you're yes. supposed to And if you have very, very small hands, you can do it. So if you buy a surgeon's... But the thing is, the bike's lived its life for so long. Well, now we're going to get to that because this is fucking weird. Okay. Because if you've got a surgeon's set of like dikes, like long distance, (laughs) 30 degree dikes. But maybe it only comes into play when the battery gets to a certain... It's a heavy fucking wire, right? And you got to be real brave and have just the right flashlight and just the right view of the world and get in there... And, you know, there were a couple guys who were like, I think I cut the wrong wire. Cut the blue wire, right? It's not a blue wire. They're both the same color. Ah! And one of them is literally the life's blood of your motorcycle's electricity. The other one is a parasitic draw of five amps. Jeez. (gasps) Five amps, my friends, is a lot of amps. Five amps is more than a heated vest. Your motorcycle... If you weren't the type of person that had it on a battery tender anytime you weren't running it, you would have experienced the side effect of this draw very quickly within your time of ownership because you can't make it stop doing it. But there's good news for you, my friend. Because you always put it on the battery tender, your motorcycle did not self-sacrifice its $400 alternator. Your motorcycle has been given a bris. Free, courtesy of Cleveland Moto. Thank you. We'll keep the tip. And that fucking (laughs) thing 
the second we clipped it, 14.4 volts. Nice. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Long way to get there. But the moral of the story is, before you beat your head on the table too fucking hard. Snip it. Look up TSBs for your vehicle. Uh, that's true. Look up TSBs for your particular vehicle. It's not hard to find. And this one, this one was extraordinarily well reported on, you know, GT uh, Guzzi Tech Forum and a bunch of other stuff. We had just forgotten about it, and because it was a one hundred percent accountability campaign, which means every dealer who had one of these on their floor in year of our Lord two thousand and fourteen, before they could register the warranty, had to go in, perform mm. the circumcision. And then enter in the VIN, hook up the diagnostic computer, and tell the diagnostic computer that you had done it, or it wouldn't let you register the warranty on the motorcycle. Mm. I guess that didn't happen at the dealership where your bike was sold. I guess not. I guess mm. not. So we know that that didn't happen because yours presented with a full foreskin, right? <laughs> there was a sweater. <laughs> That's right. when I started looking up Moto Guzzi not charging. I yep. was like, what really came? i like, okay. Yep. And I started deep diving into these forums, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, there's this wire you're supposed to cut from the alternator. And you got blah, it. Blah, 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 blah. But yep. I just don't understand why it didn't. But it must have just been the, the sweet spot of now, you know, the battery has seasoned itself for many years, and it's now to the point where it really matters. And that wire... I'm going to... It is the strangest yeah. fucking thing, but the point being I, that... I was like, well, yeah. you know, you mentioned you washed it. And I, right. I'll be honest, I'm like... <laughs> Chris washed it with a fire hose and I'm a from dick. 700 feet away. I'm a little bit of a dick. I'm like, he's been trying to get me to fucking borrow this bike for fucking weeks. Is <laughs> he just trying to get me to fucking take this fix bike it. so yeah. I'd fix it or something? Or yeah. what the, he wouldn't do that on my anniversary, though. He's not... I mean, he's a dick, but not that big of a dick. <laughs> I would do that. But that would be something I would. But do. then I'm like, what the fuck happened? I mean, I know he and I. I was I was grilling you. I'll be honest. I'm like, Did you have any problems with this bike? And he's like, I just rode it to fucking Virginia. I just rode it to fucking. Yeah. I mean, I would I'm like, well, I didn't do anything to break it. I'm like, why the fuck is it fucking fucking me? Mr. Smith kept saying, how do you fucking break the bike, goddammit? <laughs> yeah, so the wives was... always cut it right to the bone. They do. I hope yeah. he doesn't expect you to fucking fix it. That's fucking, that's fucking bullshit. This is a typical fucking Mackle Fresh anniversary. This is what I would fucking expect. I, I wanted the, the, the Ewan McGregor experience and got shafted. <laughs> <laughs> and not the right way. You do have shaft drive. So yeah. You know, it's, it, it's Saturday, and I'm over babysitting my cousin's kid, and uh, my phone rings. says, John McElfrey. Uh-oh. Hello? <laughs> what the fuck's the matter with the bike? Your fucking bike won't fucking run. I can't do it. I'm out on I-90 at West <laughs> Boulevard. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. And, of course, I'm the only one that answered the phone. Of course. And I have no skill at all. Yeah, I yeah. Nor, nor do we even have a tow vehicle. That was a complimentary notification. Yeah, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting I mean, anything. Else I'm going to do what I'm going to do, but I need you to know about it first. True. <laughs> That's what it comes True. down to. Yeah. Chris was yeah. like, John, did you check the gas tank? Does it have gas oh, in it? God. Oh, God. Oh. I had a full tank. <laughs> I put a full tank in it. So where did this... To his he washed it. He gave me a full tank. He was trying. I mean, yeah. So did you figure out where that wire goes? Because 5 amp is a lot. What's actually drawing that? I mean, I, I know yeah, that's so, probably designed to cut it, but it has right. to go somewhere. Yeah. So because, I have a feeling it's like something, but it regulates something, I think. Like it, yeah. It, it's what's keeping it from charging that battery when it goes below a certain voltage. Right. And clearly what had happened, you know... 
It's some stupid monitor. The pres- right. Have a what monitor. precipitated the event was the 40 amp fuse going away. Yeah. And right. the reason the 40 amp fuse went away is because no between the alternator yeah. and this extra five amps, you had gone past the 40 amp threshold. Just, yeah. So it was trying to charge the battery, which it could not do yeah, because one half of the system was telling it to stop trying to charge the battery. Mm-hmm. But the other half of the system was saying, charge the fucking battery. Because I'm looking for a 14.4 volt number, and you're not letting me have it. So turn it up to a million. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's what toasts the fuse. Yeah. And the, the fuse was properly fucked. I mean, it was, you know. A 40 amp fuse should that's a lot That's a ground fault. I mean, that's yes, like, exactly. That's what I was thinking. You have to cross two wires together normally to get that. that that's what I was thinking. I mean, something in that cable that maybe got shorted on that side, that it's not doing anything, but it got shorted on the other end. He cut it. It's out of the way, but it's still an issue. As Hunter S. Thompson said, the decision to leave came suddenly. Mm. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Your battery went from being a functional part of the system to a useless hunk of metal that was just going, this is what I got. And you're you're drawing 30 plus amps to make this motorcycle run. Well, we had that a lot with the Harley Davidson police bikes yeah. where you have two batteries on board. Mm-hmm. One is back here with the with yeah. the radio yep. and one's oh. up here. Well, they insisted on on fusing them. And yeah, I'm they like, did. You can't fuse that. Yeah. Because when this battery goes dead, yeah. and then you go to try to start the bike, it's, it's going to snap the fuse between the Absolutely. two batteries every time. Every time. Because you can't put 300 cranking amps through that Not through that fuse. That fuse. Right. No matter, I totally they, agree. And they got the bigger forward. They got the bigger fuse. Yeah. The bigger fuse is still only a 30 amp fuse. It's a 30 it's amp fuse, but it's a have, piece yeah. of metal. But it's just a bigger yeah. one. It can yeah. it will conduct more. It'll blow slower, but it's yeah. still not going to start yeah. the bike. Yeah, that's called and the If you want to do that yeah. setup, you yeah. either have to have a relay or a solenoid. Oh yeah, or just relays are your friend. Or hardwire them. Yeah. Or, uh, but yeah. it's not going to work. Any so that's what it would always happen. Yep. My radio's not working. I got the bike. The bike wouldn't start, and we yep. jumped it, and we got the bike started. But now the radio doesn't work because we blew the fuse, which ties it to the other. Well, that, that's that's the inrush current, and usually there's they sell. I mean, I'm not saying that that would fix it, but they have delayed uh, fuses. Yeah, mm. slow blow fuses. Slow right, blow. so they would yeah. withstand a little bit, but it's still not no, the, no. not the proper way to do it. Trust so, me, agree, yeah. a slow blow fuse is just a way for you it'll to find the weak wiring. Yeah, it'll fuck you up even worse. Because yeah. then you can just look for the smoke to figure out where the problem <laughs> yeah. is. Because well, you got about five seconds of lightning. Right. It doesn't do yeah. its function. What I had suggested was like, yeah. no, you need to have a solenoid that runs on the headlight dip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the headlight dip would let yeah. the solenoid drop out, yeah. right. would not connect the two batteries while you're starting. Then once the bike starts and you let off the starter, then it connects the two batteries. That's what should have happened. Yes, yes, I agree. And, and, said like, and just so people know, so here's a little tech tip. Where how does this, Oscar? Do you have any idea how the headlight dip works? I do not. So design for me a system where, when I turn the key on, it powers up mm-hmm. the bike. But when I hit the starter, mm-hmm. the headlight goes out. The starter works, and as soon as I let off the starter button, then the light comes on. So where are you going to put that? It's always going to be in the starter button. Absolutely. So if yes. you've ever taken apart and worked on a CB750 mm-hmm. or any of these bikes, yeah. it's like a two-way contact breaker in there. It could, mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be in the, in the so switch itself. Simultaneously, as soon as you press that button, it disconnects the headlight, and then it makes the starter. And right. then once, once the starter has made it and you let off, it lets your headlight work. It's, it's like a switch that has like a normally open, normally closed, and then you use one for one thing, and then when you... Go to the other position, then the other one. And if it's, in. if it's okay, so like so you don't use if a, it's a, a car style where it's a twist like a right. key. You put your key and right. you turn it to the right. It, you'll you'll see that it's a band of copper. Right. So the cop the ignition will will go. 
to both points of contact, right. but the headlight cuts out. So when yep. you go all right. the way to the right, it then cuts you let the headlight it go, out. Then it goes to the other. As soon as you yeah. let it go, it connects the headlight. And it has to be a mechanical one because you can use a relay, but it's the same thing that a fuse would do. You're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna weld the the relay, and it's not gonna work. It has to be a mechanical it's switch. It's gotta that, be a mechanical thing. That has it's gotta a normally be open, normally closed. Yes. Either the yes. Bu- starter button yes. or the starter key switch. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. It's and it is one of those things. Like the engineers had to come up with a way to make that happen, so you could have your cake and eat it too. Because yeah. you don't. Re- I mean, your headlight's drawing a you know a considerable amount of energy, yeah. 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 and you kind of want that to cut out. Well, it would help your bike. Start. Well, the headlight is a short. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a short, so yeah, it, absolutely it sucks a lot. Of, yeah. Well, and it's a heating element. <laughs> so right. it's like so. You know, yeah. Long story short, though, Chris's bike is where it's we fixed. think it should be. It's fixed. Yeah, it's done. It's fixed. Yeah, and it was one of those things that once Sparky was like. Well, did they cut the wire yet? And I was, as soon as he said, did they cut the wire yet? I was like, oh, fuck you. Then it all came back to me because we haven't done one of those since 2014. Yeah. We did every one we were ever going to do. So after in 2014, 2014, they cut the wire automatically from the fact. I'm guessing. Later. Or, or didn't later, have the wire yeah, maybe. anymore? Uh, yeah, right. It's, it's Italian. A few got through the trap. Hey, trust me. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Anytime. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> Look. There are plenty of Ducatis out there that have a bad slave cylinder on the clutch, right? That was a, eh, recall's a dirty word. (laughs) It was a performance upgrade. It was a a voluntary warranty claim. But there were plenty of them that they thought they had that problem fixed in 2010. They told the media they had that problem fixed in 2010. And I've worked on bikes in 2013, 2014 that had the very same problem. And when the Italians do something and they're like, okay, uh, so we got a problem that we've been hiding for a while, but fortunately we don't sell sell very many bikes in your country. (laughs) So the cat's out of the bag and uh, people are mentioning ugly words like class action. So um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to offer a one-time opportunity to all your customers that own Aprilia Tuanos that they can get this kick-ass high-performance voltage regulator upgrade, free of charge. Oh. The parts are free. they got to pay for the labor. Oh. And, uh, but, yeah, get them into the shop. Uh, you might even want to give them a call. It's not a recall. Don't say the word recall. It's not a mandatory warranty recall. No, don't say the word recall. Recall is an it's ugly a give word. Them, it's a give them a call, not a recall. It's a give them a call. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> and so... Just a long call, not right. a recall. So when people call the marketing up... department over there. Yeah. When people call up later on, right, and they say these very scary, shitty, dirty words like what? Recall. You can just say, no, 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 that's not a recall. That's a performance enhancement, right? Because you didn't want the electricity to stay inside your motorcycle. Oh, why, why, do you, why would you want that? And that's exactly what it is. And so I kind of feel like you got to be careful with that stuff. And that comes back to just when you purchase a motorcycle, you're now the owner of that bike. You got it warts and all. Do not expect the previous owner to honor a recall or a warranty or whatever. You're on your fucking own. So now it's your time to get on Google and find out the campaigns that have happened about your bike. Look for TSBs, which are called Technical Service Bulletins, not the Transportation Safety Bureau. Um, Do that, because if you do that, you might discover some funny shit. Uh, Now, the crazy thing is everyone else had this fail at like 1,200 miles. 1,200? Yeah. Can you imagine last summer? Okay, 
1,200 miles. How many miles does your bike have on it? Like over 10,000. Over 10,000. 10, right. So this bike has had an absolutely abnormal life of luck. Well, it's not luck. It's been plugged into a battery tender all the time. Okay. So this is uh, remove the fuel tank, disconnecting the fuel vapor breather, the sensor cable, the fuel pump cable, and the fuel lines correctly. Identify the connector leading from the alternator. So it's the one that they I said. Just, I just gunned one in celebration that this bike was fixed. Yes, you should. I mean, it's good for everybody. So when you take a look at this particular diagram, I'm going to go ahead and throw it up to the, I'm going to cast it up to the screen so all of our podcast listeners can take a look at it. Okay. All right, guys. Are you ready? This is the Essential Moto Goosey California 1400 podcast. Well, <laughs> well, the other thing that... Alternators occurs, are not cheap, motherfucker. Yeah, the more you so, know. So last year, I rode that out to Great Falls, Montana. Yes, yes. So imagine I'm on my way back, and I'm southeastern In Montana. the hinterlands, yeah. You know, the beauty of this is that you're a Moto Goosey dealer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the beauty I, of this is that I took one in the ass and you didn't. <laughs> I, I counted the number one. of Moto Goosey dealers that I had on the way out and on the way back. Uh, and you didn't have no fingers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I'm out there, uh, you know, pouring we into... Could talk, we could talk about later on in our anniversary and who's taking Hey, all hey, right. hey, I still took one. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a peg. your name is Keanu Reeves. You're on a bus. It's going 55 miles an hour. Yeah. Sandra Bullock is driving. Whoa. No You're about way. to jump a bridge. Dude. And they tell you to cut, cut the, the green cut wire. The I'm cutting them all. It's all green. Let me tell you, you cut one of those wires, you're back in business. You cut the other one, you got to replace the wiring harness. How is one to know? Dude? No pressure, man. No pressure. <laughs> this one isn't even like colorblind. They're both green, motherfucker. Yeah. They are both green. You don't have a chance in fucking hell. And uh, the way that I remembered it was if the connector is an inverted T, mm -hmm. when you're looking at it, you want the wire that is looking at you. So when you're looking at the, um, all, there's a cover on the front of the motor above the crossover pipe. And you'll see this wire going into that cover behind the cover is your alternator. And it's the wire that's on the top, but this is seriously. Now, what did I tell you about the word recall, right? Cause it ain't a recall. It's a TSB. That's exactly right. Don't use the word recall. That's a very, very dirty word, right? So what's TSB? A technical service bulletin. And they don't call it a recall. They no, call TSB it. TSB is tough shit, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry, dude. Your warranty don't cover that. Uh, that's what it's called. But in my opinion, just just so we're here, just so we're all with it. Nigel, are you even drinking on this podcast? Or are you just they uh, you they make it a point of saying it is not a recall. They literally on the Gucci Tech forum it says mod. <laughs> they they're like they have the word recall up there, but if you look at this, this is a technical bullet. modification to the battery charging system. And at no point on here, and I love this, failure to perform the procedure may required may cause damage to the alternator. Yep. And as a result to the battery charging system. Can confirm, right? Yeah. The fact that your bike lasted ten thousand miles is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Because I assure you I I assure you. When this came out, we went out into our showroom and I clipped every wire 
and I called every 1400 owner and I threatened them with a loss of warranty if they didn't bring their bike in most Ricky tick so we could give it a bris. And it is, it's something that hasn't been on our radar for a long time because it hasn't had to be on our radar for a long time. Now you can't just, you're not supposed to just leave the thing hanging because you know, that's how fires start. Yeah. So they do recommend adding a little heat shrink or I was going to say, I would, I, would, I would do that instead of just cutting it or just yeah, heat shrink yeah, the shit out of it. Yeah, Multiples. so that's what it is. And uh, so there you go. So that's it. So you guys have been trained. But again, yeah, the, the procedure is all about. And remember, this this bulletin came out in year of our Lord, October or August 19th, 2015. The bike had already been out for well over a year when that happened. So he's still good with his original battery. Well, the battery says so. So the battery on I'm our... Not, I'm not... I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, it's good. On our very expensive Yuasa tester, um, it showed 80% battery life. So, well, and it's not going to yeah. charge to 14, so it's going to yeah. bring it up, I yep. guess. It's not charging, so yeah. I mean, yeah, it should, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yep. I'm just like, I'm confounded. I'm like, okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, at your next... Well... Your next year at your... Anniversary. Because anniversary. you know what happened? We'll something it's else going to be a year. long time before I borrow anybody. <laughs> well, you know what happened was the 40 amp fuse did its job. Yeah, it did. And had the 40 amp fuse not done its job, we'd be singing a different song right now. So did the 40 your testicles would be on fuego? But did so did it pop when he was riding it or pop previously? It popped previously. Okay, so it had popped previously, which meant nothing was going into the batteria, and then he was running on borrowed time. Right. So mm-hmm. once that 40 amp fuse went away, yeah, the bottom of it. Once the fuse wasn't the fuse anymore and it became unfused. I, like, I didn't trash it. I was like, I didn't blip it off the rev limit. Ah! Like, I wasn't. I was like, I was you overloaded, man. I mean, hey. I thought maybe dicking around with all the controls. And Popping wheelies was not a good thing. Yeah, see? Look, you were thinking all kinds of shit. Oh my God. We have a saying at the shop like, hey, man, I bought this bike and this V-Strom has been lovingly owned by a 70-year-old man who put 27,000 miles on it and it does everything perfectly and this man has driven it to Timbuktu, Timbuktu3, and Timbuktu4, no problems, right? He's had a great life with his bike. And I bought it and 17 minutes after I bought it, all the smoke came out. Yeah, motorcycles get used to being ridden a certain way. That is Mm. fucking true. And I have had motorcycles where I've had a bike that was bought from a guy... And he's like, yeah, this thing's motherfucking tipped up. I don't know what you're talking about. I take it out for a rip. A rip. And after me owning it for three days and getting my confidence up mm. and learning the machine, I start hearing weird noises in the valve yeah. train. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not That dude lie. never had it over 5,000 RPM. When I got out of 90, I wicked it up a little bit, but it wasn't like... As you should. <laughs> I'm like, you know, Mrs. McElfresh needs to feel a little thrill between, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Um, 1400 cc V twin baby. I'm like, yeah. I, I wasn't like, have you seen the size it of wasn't this shaft? Bah, 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 or did, did she like say, this? was she like for the first time in our whole marriage, <laughs> I feel alive. <laughs> Do you want to know how oh, big the piston was, is in that motorcycle? No, she was very comfortable on the back. She was yeah. like, Oh, this is nice. This is nice sitting back here. I could put yeah. my entire arm through all the way up to my armpit. A Moto Guzzi California 1400cc piston. It's the only motorcycle piston that I've ever worked on where I could literally over my elbow and everything all the way up. Fist it. I, we, fuck it. Elbow it. Right? Bicep <laughs> it. And I was just shocked at the girthitude of this thing because it's a very giant piston. It's a what very are, giant cylinder. What are your comments on that, Nigel? But my Triumph 1700 is even bigger. It does. It does. Yeah. But I didn't like to say no, that. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, and the Kawasaki 2000 that I worked on. 
What the Damn. fuck? What kind of moron? Yeah. That. Oh. There's no need for that shit. Dude, come look, on. Look. There's no need for a Rocket 2300. Rocket 2500, as oh, I've been corrected by my friend Nigel. Yes, they they, they, literally, they literally just bumped it to 2500 really? cc's. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just a no, side, it's a sideways. It's, it's not crazy. Engine, so. It's not crazy, Nigel. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's bonkers. Completely bonkers. Um, I, I am kind of curious. It's mad. Yeah, wicked. I'm kind of curious to no, know what mental. the piston. Oh, there the you go. bore on that is 103 millimeters. <gasps> That's a very big bore. That's massive. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. 120. It's 126 cubic inches. So I mean, that gives the Harley Davidson people envy. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, you got your your Milwaukee eight. That's that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> 108 cubic inches. That's adorable. See, dude, I like. You that. think it does, but it, no, it doesn't. <laughs> In Harley Davidson owner's mind, if it's not Harley Davidson, it doesn't exist. Exactly, and that was the thing. You know, in the in the in the mid 2000s, in the early aughts, you know, there was this idea that like we're gonna out Harley Harley, right? And many motorcycle companies tried to out Harley Harley. It's that's. That's a thing. That was a real job everybody did. And Yamaha had their 1800s. That's easy on paper, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's real easy on paper. It really is. And I mean, oh, God. Uh, we were having some fun a few months ago. And we walked into the, uh, the Eagle Rider place, and I said, this is just like the Blues Brothers, isn't it? We got both kinds of motorcycle here. We got Harley and Davidson. <laughs> we got country and Western. Yeah, yeah. It, we're putting a country. <laughs> one of the things that demonetized. Yeah, one of the things. No, it's an Austri- Australian podcast. Uh, one of the things that killed me about the first Vulcan I worked on, the first Vulcan two thousand I worked on, is uh, uh, like the Shadow eleven hundred, the early Shadow eleven hundred. It's a four speed, and <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Right, because when you have 170 I, torques, I'm not even sure how many speeds Chris is. I don't know if I it's a six it. speed. I don't know if I ever got it in six <laughs> speed or not. Like, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and so when the bike came out on every single Vulcan forum, because people are stupid. And I, I'm just look. I work in a shop. People are stupid. Trust me. If you don't think they're stupid, you come in to work for work here for a little while. You'll know. I'm not lying. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. This is a fucking airport for stupid. So <laughs> we got him. We got him on final approach every day. The second that bike came out, somebody said, oh, okay. so, uh, hey, 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 sleepy. Huh? Why don't we just make this bitch into a five speed like all the other motorcycles? Yeah. Good idea. And, and people were like the instantly the internet Kawasaki Vulcan forums were overrun by old white men saying, well, there's got to be a way, because if you own uh, a Yamaha 650 V-Star, you can take the V-Star 650 final drive, you know, because it's shaft drive, and you can take that off and you can replace it uh, with a V-Star 1100 final drive, and you'll change your final gear ratio, and the bike will be not so revy at freeway speeds. You still have kind of an anemic 650 motor pulling you around, but it won't be so revvy at freeway <laughs> speeds. So you're going to kind of what I like to say, de-engineer the motorcycle. You know, the engineers figured out what the right RPMs were for 80 miles an hour, and you've decided that's wrong. 
So good on your bad self. See, here's my theory. They found out what the radar RPMs were for 65 miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. They didn't find out what for the radar RPMs 80. were for 80 miles an hour, and that's why you need to make a change. Motors and and right. I'm going to say this, that most bikes need like an up gear, and what you six speeds are useless. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. all they are is the same ratio, except you got to go there in six steps instead of five steps. That depends on the bike. It does, yeah, but yeah. for the most part, my right. generally speaking, oh yeah, the vast majority of six speeds, yeah. the six speed is not huh. much higher than a normal five. No, speed. my Honda CB four fifty, you know, nineteen sixty six Honda CB four fifty black bomber four speed. I've driven every possible iteration of four fifty five speed. And not one of them had a higher top speed. Not one of them had like, oh, this is so much faster. It was a marketing thing as Triumph and a couple of other companies started throwing a fifth gear in. They were like, oh, we need one of those too. You're getting there in five bumps instead of four bumps. Look, or you're getting there in six bumps instead of four bumps. Triumph put a six-speed transmission in their Bonneville. Moto Guzzi instantly put a six-speed transmission in their V7. Do you know what that change made for the V7? The exact same change it made for the Bonneville. Fuck all. The terminal <laughs> one gearing more gear change was one through. more gear change you had to get through. So your economy went down because you had to pull the clutch in and row through another gear. Right. Your speed, zero to whatever, went down because you had to row through a whole other gear. All they did was parked two, three, and four a little closer to each other. That's all they did. So they parked two, three, and four a little closer to each other and slid a six on the other end. And that's literally like somebody measuring their cock with the metric system. Same cock, <laughs> different unit of measure. I don't think you can say that about all bikes. Like my Z900, the sixth gear on that one, it drops at almost 1,500. And that's RPM. an overdrive, and that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a different well, that's, story. They did it you right. Need, you, need, yeah. you need your sixth gear to be an overdrive ratio. That's, that's yeah. the sensible way Same to do it. Same with my African it Twin. Is. My African no. Twin seems like it goes down about a, to a 1,200 RPM. Yeah. Overdrives, yeah. Are, overdrives are the secret weapon... For doing what? Man, I wish this thing got diesel mileage. It can. Yeah. They've changed. Look, with electronic ignition, they've altered the timing to the point where you're not the only retarded thing on the bike. <laughs> you can get down to... You're still the most retarded thing on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get down to 2,300 RPMs and hold 85 miles an hour. Yeah. Because you've yeah. got your spark timing so far backwards that it can pull that due to really, really good spark management, really, really good fuel management. Right. Try that with a fucking carburetor. I have a, must be a, an overdrive type ratio on sixth in my car. Yes. I get, if I'm doing well, I get 14 miles to the gallon around town. But if I <laughs> get on a freeway, I'm snicky at six, which I never use around town. It'll cruise all day at 90. It'll give me 21, 22. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And that's, that's been a great way for manufacturers to get their overall fuel ratings. Yeah. The Corvette uh, highway mileage is yeah. 31 miles per gallon. Right. At, 1600 RPM. Now, does yours have a lockout transmission? Well, mine's four speed. It's a four plus three. Four plus three. That's what I, I call it a lockout transmission, but it's basically if you're driving it like me, you get a four speed. If you're driving it like you, you get a seven speed. I get a four speed plus three. Plus so three. Yeah. It's a four speed manual backed right. up by a two speed power glide. Right. So yeah. in fourth gear, in yeah. high overdrive, yep. you're at, uh, what the ratio is. Who knows? <laughs> But it gives you that miles per gallon that Chevy yeah. needed. But you're yeah. running at 80 mile an hour yeah. at 16, 1700 yeah. RPM. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it needs. That's what it needs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just using all the torques and yeah. none of the horsepower. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of funny when you look at these monster engines like the 2500cc motor that's in the, the Rocket 3. Yeah. And I've ridden the 2300 and I've ridden the 2500. 
The first 2300 was legitimately hard to look at. I, I, it did not look, it was not a pretty motorcycle. It was right up there with the Boss Haas. It was. You it, know who it loves did. those bikes, though, is the Australians. Oh, really? Those, there's, there's a huge Rocket 3 like, like forum fan club, and like 94% of the people on it are Australian. I feel like Australia has like some, like, like we have like out west, uh-huh. like they've got highways that just go on forever. And yeah. a 2300cc big board mm-hmm. fucking cruiser would just be the perfect thing to. Stay at 120 mile an hour all yeah. day long. Uh, the problem in Australia is you can cruise. But for, don't hit a dingo. Well, you, you can be cruising down a long straight road. There's nothing except a fence and there's just nothing there at all. And in the distance, there's a clump of trees. It's like an hour since you were in the last town. And hidden behind that clump of trees, there's a cop. It's the only cop. Yeah, they are absolute. And he's been there for seven days. I read that the, they're very He's strict like bringing there. down the whole fucking revenue for whatever small three three house town yeah but it's nine thousand hectares so i got so i got a nice one for you here so um we went to my mate uh, clive's wedding in a little place called wagga wagga back in uh, 1986 (laughs) right and uh so he goes gets married and he's going off on his honeymoon and me and my pal were going down to melbourne to meet this girl he'd met in the greek islands 11 years previously and we're going to spend christmas with her so we got this we got this rental car thing this this big old ford and we'd only just got out of town and um, and the Speedo dived, just packed up. Obviously, somebody had disconnected it to not run, record the mileage yeah, and course. not connected it back up properly. We'll go by feel. Yeah. So so yeah. We, we were going for it anyway. Anyway, we, we, we clocked on a bit. And it was just one lane each race, kind of two lane roads. Eventually, we drop onto a bigger road and it's like two lanes each way and whatever. And uh, we were passing everything. And then this, this green Holden came past us. My pal said, I say, Nigel, you're not having this, are you? You're not letting someone overtake us. Certainly not, John. So we was past him. And then a few minutes later, I said, bloody hell, John, you're not going to believe this. That green Holden's catching us up again. <laughs> oh, and he's put a blue light in the window. Oh, he has. <laughs> so we, we, we pull over and this, uh, I got out of the car, didn't say a word. And this, this copper says, uh, can I see your license? So I get in the back and I <laughs> rummage around, get my what license out. And I gave him this funny little pink looking thing for Oh, you're you're a visitor. Yes, sir. I'm I'm from England. Ah, oh, I see. And uh, do you know what our speed limit is? In, speed limit is in this country. Uh, yes, officer. I understand it's a hundred and hundred and ten miles an hour, uh, kilometers per hour. <laughs> That's right. It's a hundred and ten. That's not a hundred and twenty. Not a hundred and forty. Oh, and certainly not a hundred and fifty-eight, like you jokers were doing. <laughs> well, I'm terribly sorry, officer, but the speedometer has broken on my rental car. Yeah. Um, anyway, gave me a big lecture and then ended up shaking my hand and wishing me a merry Christmas. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh, nice. That's fantastic. Excellent. That that is. Did he at least check to see if the speedometer was actually broken? No, no, he gave me this great lecture about how you could use the rev counter to guess your speed. Oh, yeah. And to guess is a yeah. great idea. Thanks for your... Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for <laughs> your unsolicited you. advice, yeah. Mr. Guy who didn't give me a ticket. Yeah, and I know 2100 is 100 mile an hour. <laughs> That's the boss hoss, right? Oh, That's the boss oh, hoss, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the boss hoss. That's the boss hoss. You got to be a special kind of person. Yeah, you do, right? Yeah, you do. But... Why? But why here's the thing. I mean, why would you? Yeah, I, right. So I think that motorcycle that. was busted on January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> so the Boss Haas is a V8 powered tour, you know, power glide transmission based drive shaft equipped. It's a looker. 
Oh boy, God! <laughs> you know what? It looks like the wife of everybody who rides a boss hoss. No, it looks, you know what it looks honest. like it looks like it. <laughs> it looks like the dollar store version of a BMW. It like looks the little, like, yes, like the twelve scale. It, it actually looks like the that dollar thing store. Looks like it was built like a brick shit house. It actually looks like the dollar store version of a BMW R twelve hundred. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The the Pierce Brosnan <laughs> special. But what's funny about this particular image is in the background of this yeah, image is the Triumph LK3. Rocket 2009-2000 uh, Rocket 3 and showing you they're not that far off in the relationship between the ridiculous gas, gas tank. tank. Yeah. So the funny yeah. thing is when I was doing an extended demo ride on a Rocket 3, which means when I came back to the, the dealership in Vegas that was hosting the ride, nobody wanted to ride the Rocket 3. So they told me I could have another go. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, no, no, dude, we, we have six of those and nobody wants to ride one. And I went, oh, okay. And it was about 107 degrees. And this thing is not known for running cool because it's a car motor. And so I was like, great. So how long can I go? And he goes, oh, you know, we're done here in about an hour and a half, two hours. So yeah. I said, so you honestly don't care. He goes, there's three more right there and nobody wants to ride them. So I was like, good, game on. And I went to Red Rocks. So I, I left Vegas and I went out to Red Rocks oh, and had an amazing a great area. fucking ride yeah, yeah. pushing this goddamn Clydesdale around through the corners. And it is a Clydesdale. And it does torquey, torque and torque because yeah. of the motor that it yeah, is. It do, yeah. It does that. And it could pull out of the hole at 850 RPM with the best of them. But occasionally you'll drive past a store window and see yourself on it. <laughs> Better be a fucking vampire. <laughs> Better not have a reflection. Because when you see yourself on this thing, all you think is, I look like the guy who couldn't afford a Boss Haas. <laughs> I look like I'm five cylinders short of an LS motor swap. I do not, I did not like it. I did not like it. Sam and Am, I no? did not like it. Green eggs and ham. I did not enjoy that motorcycle. It looks like you're, the, the gas tank goes up to your nipples. It does. Man. So the, what, what I was joking with the guy is the natural handlebar height is ape hanger without being ape hangers. Right. And if you lean forward, you can sleep on the gas tank. The idea yeah. of putting a tank bag on this thing is out of the fucking question. <laughs> the yeah. smallest tank bag ever created that can hold like one maxi pad is blocking your view. It's a ridiculous motorcycle. I want to know. So when me and Dan went to uh, uh, the uh, Rockabilly Ruckus. Uh, excuse me, Dan and I. Sorry. But Dan I do want I'm... to say that the new one, though, <laughs> liquid sex. So as much as everything yeah. was wrong, everything was wrong with the Rocket 3 2300 <clears throat> Gen 1, the 2500 is goddamn sexy. Does that ride a bit different? I haven't ridden the 2500. I have ridden the, the, I've ridden the new one and it rides totally different. Does it? They've changed the steering head angle so much. It is no longer a freight train. It is now kind of like, it kind of feels like a Moto Guzzi Grizzo a little bit. It's got that feel like, and uh, I really like it. I really, really enjoy it. It's not unlike a DFL. If you've ever ridden DFLs, no, they're I'm, pretty I'm, similar. I'm, and I think that the Rocket 3 is actually more handsome than a DFL. So oh, they look nice. They look they nice. Do look good. I rode so, I rode the twenty three hundred one, and I, I expected it to be like a complete and absolute beast. Mm -hmm. But actually, I was surprised how tame it was to actually ride it. It was quite rideable. It is because it's a um, car motor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do love the look of the the twenty five hundred. They, as John would say, it's definitely tuned for the mid range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
there's there's places on that RPM tachometer you're not allowed to go. It looks like that, uh, and I, I know it was a concept uh, bike, but the one that with the, the Viper. Viper. Yeah, it, it does looks, look like the Tomahawk. It looks like the Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah it looks tomahawk. like it. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you, you ever see that one? It was a concept bike with a oh, Dodge no. Viper a motorcycle motor with four on wheels. It. My oh. friend, oh, yeah. it got past the concept stage. It did? Yeah. What? Yeah, they made some of them. Yeah. Yeah. You could buy that. What's a loony thing that is? Yeah. Well, that's Alan yeah. Milliards over there. This one here is Milliards. So yeah, this is Milliards Viper motor. Yes. That's the way he did it. Hell. Yeah. But that's got one mo- That's got one wheel in the front and one wheel in the back. Milliard is he British? Yeah, he yeah. made that whole. Bike. Do you know about Brits. Alan at all? He makes. He, he's like an astrophysicist. Oh, Alan, Alan Milliard. Yeah. 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 Airplane motors, big Merlins. Fucked up in a motorcycle. Yeah, but he so does everything with a hacksaw in his shed. Yeah. So, so here's a weird one. I never got got the story behind this. But Why aren't I, you I doing was, that kind of stuff, Nigel? Because <laughs> I'm not that weird. Get the fuck out of here. I was, I was actually... <laughs> so I don't a, drink anything a, in a green box. Aeroplane engines. I was actually at uh, Rolls-Royce Aero Engines oh. in Derby. Yeah. Just on business. And I'm walking through, through went from one building to another. And the, this guy had got Thank his you. bike parked outside. I thought, that looks a bit interesting. And it actually, it was two Hillman Imp four-cylinder engines really? fastened together to make a V8. That sounds like a, a milliard. Like a huh. twin, yeah, it was a bananas thing. It was, that is crazy. I never got the full story of it, and I was trying to catch up with the customer that I was supposed to be trying to sell something to, so I couldn't <laughs> pay any attention to it, really. But it was, I've, I've often thought about that and wanted yeah. to find out more about it. Oh, yeah. That, and when you get into those weird, weird bikes, the Minch Mammoth always comes up because it has an NSU car motor in it. And oh, so the yes. when the Minch Mammoth comes up, and here's, oh, you know, this is just for fun, fun shit. The Minch Mammoth is not a vintage motorcycle. Well, they made them, but you can still buy one. Really? Yeah. And so Minch Mammoth, they will still, these nutty fucking Germans. Tell me more. Will still sell you, because they started in the 60s using an NSU car motor. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's more than one way to get a four-cylinder motor into a motorcycle. And the Germans have a way to make that buck. The Germans. The Germans. Uh, the Maschinenfabrik Banner and Company, Minch TT instead. So that's what's kind of shocking about it is... You know, it's not the biggest motor in the world. It's 1,200 cc's. You know, my, my German... Probably, it's probably not even outrageous horsepower. My German mother-in-law had an NSU Prince. You know, a car from the 60s that was a little that, tiny economy that car. That bike wasn't built as a sport bike either. No. I mean, it's just built to be a touring bike. 100 horsepower touring bike. That is exactly what it is. You are not supposed to do turns in this. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> is so absolutely right. And when you think about, like, when you start considering, you know, there are a lot of motorcycles that have car engines in them. But usually, yeah, when you see a a BMW that's had a Volkswagen engine put into it, it's fun, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a little wider than it should be. Uh, When you see the Boss Haas, it's wrong everywhere, right? It's very few motorcycles that can do an automotive swap and get away with it. And the Munch kind of does. The problem is, like, they're not doing the right swap. Like, ah. I, you, we need to do, like, a, a Honda Civic motor right. and a Goldwing. Yeah. Or something, you right. know, like, yeah. a VTEC. Goes straight inline four cylinder like this. So it's not a wide bike. Yep. It stays narrow. Yep. Horsepower, 120 horsepower. Because Honda's never had any problem making 120 horsepower out of a 600. So that's the thing is, like, 
they kind of are doing, they're doing over 120 horsepower with a 600 cc four cylinder right now. But the, the, the uh, thing of it is, is that uh, the Civic motor yeah. would do 120 horsepower out of a four cylinder. Yes. For three hundred thousand. Ever, forever, the ever, the ever. It would be not even taxed. Yeah, they wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, sure. yeah. So I just thought that was really funny because you know when you put car engines in motorcycles, there's all kinds of weird shit that comes up. Uh, the uh, Russians are very fond of taking uh, Zundaps. Or trying, are not, I'm trying to take you. <laughs> the Russians are very fond of taking Niepners and uh, Rawls. Because almost putting, any motor is better than the motor that's in it. No shit. Yeah, and putting VW motors in them and stuff like that to make a bike. And they always do choppers and shit like that. I was at East Germany. I saw a lot of those things running around. So it's super fun. Niepner. 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 Hey, that's a word you had to learn because that motherfucker runs right through Ukraine. I've always yeah. been impressed by Phil's proper pronunciation of everything. I try sometimes. I try to look things up because when I was trying to buy one of those, I felt like a fucking grade A tit. I would tit. never guess Niepner. I always thought it was Niepner. I was like, before I give this guy $400, I'm going to learn how to say it. And for five or six years, I told people how to pronounce Motoguzzi. Just don't ask them how to pronounce Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> Aryan racing? Yeah. I mean, Aryan race-ing? Yeah, right. Fuck, dude. Come on. Yeah. Fucking awful. You know what? What happened yeah. in the last podcast stays in the last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I yep. got my one point. So the Minch Mammoth has gotten a little older but as a matter of fact since was gonna say something before i stuffed him down oh were you did you have something to say not nothing important i was just gonna say before, before i corrected him on uh, dan and i instead of the me and dan right. all i was gonna say is that we happened to witness a boss hog sighting the guy pulled up with the thing and it seems like the same guy owns every boss, boss hog no the boss hog. Like you have to have the mustache beard but with the middle shaved Everyone I've ever seen. Uh, the Yosemite Sam? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. fucking boss house owner has that mustache. It's true. And yeah, that is true. And So totally not important. No, <laughs> no go on. Tell us more. No, I can't because I already told the story and that guy's going to get mad at me for saying it twice. Don't you want to talk about your truck or anything? I mean, come on. You can I talk, about, talk the- about his truck. Okay, so let's talk about his truck. Well, no, no, we actually, the bed on the truck. For so Christ we put sake. the bed. We got the bed on. John helped a lot. Yeah, he basically yeah, and picked fuck it you up. guys for not waiting for the last two guys to get there because I hurt my back. Right, right. right we right, got right. it on too quick and easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was too quick and easy. But more importantly, Dan, you said you you almost murdered yourself leaving. Oh yeah, right oh, yeah. On, on eighteen. Yeah, yeah, what happened? I got behind a, a truck and trailer who was going just a little slower than I wanted to go. And I'm looking, I'm like, well, there's a car, like, way, way up there with yeah. kind of dim headlights, right? So I'm going to go. And I get about halfway past the guy, and I realize it's a fucking motorcycle with almost no headlights. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Ooh. And, I mean, we fucking passed each other in the same lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. In the same lane. <laughs> so that's when you want to be right in between the yellow lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that on one of our rides. We were out riding, and it was you, me, and Hofford, I think. I'd probably. And you guys had passed a box van, like a U-Haul or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. And you were carrying the mail, and I saw the car, and I'm like, there is a car coming, but I'm going for this. <laughs> and just as I was right at the box van's mirror, and, and I, I glanced over for a second to see the guy looking at me like, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was on my KLR 650, but I'm like, I'm just going to stay right in between these two yellow lines. That's my best place for me. True. And I could have almost, I could have held on to his mirror just in case that car bumped me, but yeah. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and the other car went this way, and I was like, Woof. That was and on the way to Twin Oaks. Here's what, yeah. Johnny, yeah. Here's yeah. what Johnny would have looked like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just delighted that it wasn't a car with one. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. And the yeah. wrong one out on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. Worse, when you leave my house, sometimes you got to watch out for the horse and buggies. Yes. Those motherfuckers uh, will sneak up on you. remember, there's only... No, they're not sneaking up on you, Sleepy. <laughs> they are if you're on a bike. It's you're the other way around. around. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, my face... Closing speed's about 90 miles an hour, yeah. There's a lot more room there than you think right there in the center line. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Keep a narrow bike. That's your riding tip for the week. Yeah, that is a good... That is, yeah, that's a, that's a fair, fair riding tip. So, um, hate mail? Yes, please. All right. Yes. Because <laughs> you know what? It. <laughs> yeah. I hope we have some hate mail for Nigel. Uh, Bounce a house. I don't know. I don't know if he. I Bounce a house. Yeah, I don't know if it's, we'll it's gotten. That, that, that better. And he better not think that that's a, 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 a boob shot. Okay. Thank you very much for the first comment. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Right. So that's the first comment. Yeah, all right, we'll give a second comment. We're not going to show this to the people at home. That's not, no, that's no, not no, right. No, it's, no, no. It's not right. We don't is this do that. Matt Davidson. This is Matt Davidson. Matt Davidson. Oh, for fuck's sakes. For right, frog snacks. Yeah. So, um, anyhow. So, anyway. And, 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 okay. Do something. Now, what I'd like to do. About Matt Davidson. In first of all, British. she's okay. got boobs on her back. Do not make me pass burning through my nose. Okay, now I have to put it up on the screen. <laughs> what what's going on there? Again, bestiality and boob backs, back boobs. It's easy for you to say. Yeah, I know. Is that tech? Are we just going to call that third base, or is that second base? Like That's it. okay. You're good on that one, Matt. That's a, that's a fucking happy dog, man. All right. Oh, man. Yeah. I, 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 Run rocket, man. I just don't know if that bitch gave consent. So uh, here we go. So the subtitle isn't two dogs kissing them. All I know is there's Sour Patch Kids on the chest of drawers. Yeah. And I think there's a cat up in that light fixture over in the corner. Very possible. Right? You can have a light up, lit up eyeballs. Right. I think, I think the there's cat. a cat in the light fixture. Of course the cat's hiding. There's a dog in the room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that cat's just waiting for that dog to get off the bed to fuck it up. Right? <laughs> Out of spite. Right? So anyway. So, you know, housekeeping aside. Uh, I'm going to read. I need to read. Okay. So what's the head mail? <laughs> I know, right? All right. Hey, he Mel. Paid, hey, he, Mel. Hey, He Mel. paid the feed, so now we're reading the actual email. <laughs> Boy, you hit the fucking nail on the head with your assumption that was from Peloton. Bike butt, one hundred percent. About three hours out of Mid Ohio, I figured it would be a good time to shoot you gentlemen a message. Doing a little road racing this weekend, and unfortunately, I could not justify coming out here twice in two weeks to join at Vintage Days. Mm-hmm. It sounded like you guys had a hell of a good time. Hope you hope your ass is healing. Keep it tight. Turns out you gentlemen were correct about the coil on the dream. I was actually replacing the coil while listening to the podcast, where you answered my fucking question. I did have a voltmeter stuck on the tank, which is what made me believe that it may have been something else draining the battery. Even after replacing the coil, I'm still getting about 12.2 or 12.3 volts while riding. Does that sound normal for an old Dream 250? Anything above 11 is a win. Just ask Chris. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So uh, how the hell do you do do a parasitic draw test on an old bike like that? 
You actually let it sit for a month and see if your battery's dead. <laughs> uh, I'd say let it sit for two days. Yeah. You know, charge it up to a known point. I actually have a. It's easy to get an AC, but I have yeah. a DC amp clamp. Yeah. So you can actually clamp it around your positive mm-hmm. battery mm-hmm. cable, and yep. it will tell you if there's current going. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If there's current current. Yep. If there's currents going through it, <laughs> you got a problem. You got a problem. Okay. Uh, checklist consists of going through the wiring harness and scuffing up all the connectors, as well as putting dielectric grease on all of them for the Honda Whisperer. I spray my shit all down with WD-40. Yeah. It makes everything come apart. Yeah. You can clean it up really yeah. well. And it Nothing wrong with it. Water dispersant and all yeah. that. ACF-50, WD-40, whatever you got. All right. I hope you all, gentlemen, uh, came back in one piece from Vintage Days. Wish us luck this weekend. Trying- I've been called many things, but gentlemen's never been one of them. <laughs> Try, trying to win the season championship, and we could possibly get it done this weekend. Cheers. You know what? Fuck it. Since I've got your attention, see above picture, I know it is said that there is no such thing as a rare Honda, but I am a fucking fool for getting rid of all my 305 dreams and keeping all of my 250s. Or am I a fool? Well, according to uh, Bring a Trailer, you are. <laughs> Because fucking bring a trailer has just been out of their batshit loving mind on 305 Dreams lately. Uh, looking back at the old literature from Honda dealerships, it appears the price difference between the two of the 250 and the 305 was damn near nothing. That's true. So everyone went for the 305. Yes, when they were both available in the dealership at the time, same time. Why wouldn't you? Right. No replacements for, for replacements, and they look the same. Okay. Uh, da 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 da. Uh, sure would make my sure would make my search for a white and blue 250 a hell of a lot easier if I'm not thinking correctly about this. No, they're fucking rare shit. Rare as rocking horse shit, as they say. Please tell Oscar that I am heartbroken to tell him that all of the old photos were lost when you all changed numbers, even on my end. I strategically sent you guys those as a vault of sort for nice. safekeeping. Oh, great. Aren't you a gentleman? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found one. I can send it back to you if you want it. Now that all moves <laughs> forward to what I am calling the mother load. Okay. This is the mother load. And As I, in you spewed it on your mother? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So just that, I only said that. I, I, only, I only said that just to get you to where we are this morning. Because this morning, somebody must have kicked his fucking cage Uh-oh. at the fucking shelter, right? Um, hashtag bigger than you thought. <laughs> Not really. Uh, okay. Maybe I haven't caught up. Maybe Sleepy is asleep behind the wheel. Maybe the rest of us are tired of hearing about the guy with the red hat that liked the Justin Bieber vest but two weeks in a row. Oh, now he's going after oh, me. Fair shit. enough. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. All right. Maybe I thought you guys might be aware that the 250 was sold alongside the 305 through the end of production for, I believe, $39 less, which is why I asked about rarity. Once again, you motherfuckers made me out to be a goddamn Karen. Well, if the haircut fits. Well. All right. When I'm over here, when I'm over here working on bikes and sending you better pictures than anyone else. All right. Sure. Uh, hoping I can get this package out so you guys can have it by next Thursday. Have Dan try the bourbon and give it an honest review. Uh, package? Package. Uh, the majority of you other gentlemen have already had some years ago. And tell John, I expect this to be put up in his work locker. You're welcome. 10 4. John. Buddy. You're welcome, John. <laughs> Thanks for all the help over the years. And you're fucking right. I'm going to get my $10.61 a month worth. <laughs> I want to know where he finds back boobs. <laughs> that is a very low slung backpack yeah, man. all right uh at least i'm giving you guys something to read in return as well matt you are absolutely right my friend you are Thanks, giving man. us something to read as well <laughs> yeah and that is that is absolutely it and we got a girl making out with a dog so and you know what what there's nothing wrong with a, oh, no, nothing no, wrong no. with a yellow lab she's giving a smooch 
I don't see I see tongue. I don't see red rocket. I see tongue. <laughs> Look, if my wife caught me doing that to somebody who wasn't my wife. I'm not focused on that part of the picture. You're focused on the rolling hills of Kentucky. Fair enough. There you go. So okay. that's that. Uh, anybody got anything else that resembles podcast information? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. No, I think that's it. Under the, I don't remember a 305 dream in, in Britain. We had a 250 dream and a 400 dream. Oh, so they were. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, and then we had the super dream, which was the more squared-looking. Yeah, that was okay. the boxing. We're going to need lots of specifics on this because. Well, because I think when you talk about a four hundred dream, you might actually be talking about the CB four hundred F. Was that a two-cylinder dream? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. Is. So the dream in England, they called it a four hundred. Do you know what the actual displacement was? No idea. It may have been 305 CC. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They, I, I'd imagine it would be Well, well anything over 300 is a 400. <laughs> you know, like that, according to Honda. That's the, that's the early dream. And then the red one, you can right. see to the left, is the super dream. Right. This okay. is the super dream. Yeah. yeah. But so, in England, you, as we were saying last time, I... Uh, we, we just called these hawks. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Right. These were hawks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, these were hawks. But the, um, you, you could ride a 250 on a, on, a, on a learner plate <laughs> like forever. So everyone bought 250s. <laughs> And that's true. So that, your that 250 dream, sense. you might be talking about later, like CM250. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah, the Honda. Okay, yeah. okay Nigel, we're going back into the 60s. Oh, no, yeah. No, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm yeah. talking late 70s. I, yeah, okay. We know, yeah. Early 80s. Yeah, we know. Uh, the Honda 250 dream so that I you're talking where, about. I see where you're at, and I see what's happening. Right. Yes, because the dream name, I mean, like the CB750 yeah. at one point was called the CB750 dream. It was. was it really? Yep. Yeah. The okay. dream got carried over on many other CB bikes. But this particular one that he's talking about, the 78, which is uh, Hawk 250 in our world. So yeah, we in, never had In our that. exchange rate. <laughs> we never had that. Yeah, we yeah. called, uh, we just, they called it a CB250T dream, and other markets called it the Hawk. So, yeah. so every, obviously there were limited number choice for 250 bikes, which everybody had to have, and everyone was generally going for the Yamaha because the, RD. Because you have sensible laws over there. Where I'm serious. You have sensible laws that as a new rider, right. you can't jump on a 120 horsepower CBR 600 and right. go fucking kill yeah, yourself. No, Charles Darwin too. hates them. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Too many here, motorcycles. Here in the States, around. that was like the, that's what, if you walked into a motorcycle shop in the 90s, early 90s, you said, I've never ridden before. They're like, oh, let me show you the 600. Absolutely. That's a safe choice. Every single time. Yeah. yeah. Small bikes. Yeah. yeah. Small bikes. Ladies bikes. Well, the, girls bikes. Uh, yeah. That's how I started. The, uh, <laughs> 600. Yeah. So you, got, you, had the Hon- you had the Yamaha RDs and you had the Honda Dreams. Of course, the Yamaha riders all referred to the Hondas as the wet dream. Yes. And it was because it's really put. Yeah, <laughs> they were a nice bike. Yeah. yeah so that's the uh, 62 Honda Dream 250. Oh, and that, then, yeah, that's historic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that looks like what a dream is supposed to look like. You know, that has the, the look of a dream. And then the other one was just every possible permutation of what we called a Hawk or a CM250. Right. Um, yeah, and those, right. in my personal world, ugh, man. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this particular one right here is the one that if you're drunk, if you're drunk sideways falling down and you glance over it, you might think it's a CB900F uh, or a CBX if you're really fucking pickled. But it is not. It is a 250cc. I'm going to say, I'm ready to go to Smedley's. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And on that, I think we should all ride fast and take chances. Play us out here, John. Bum, 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 bum